Damn, what are you doing over there, you fat I, fuck? We were talking, having a conversation, and now we are... Yeah, but you can do two things at once. And now... <laughs> you told me don't go live, because you were talking some shit. So now we're live for... Yeah, so we're live? Yeah, now we're live. Hey! Hey, Forrest Griffin, welcome to Medicine the Man. It's great to be here, guys. Thank you, thank you. What's happening, man? Forrest, it's me. That is going on, buddy. Would you, like, in... in... Out of all the Puerto Ricans you know, where would you say I stack? Of the what? Of all the Puerto Ricans you know, where do I stack? Like, oh. am I like number two, number three? I mean, you know, I don't mean to sound like a jerk, but I don't know that many Puerto Ricans. <laughs> I, I don't even mean to sound crazy, but like, if I was a big baseball fan, you'd, you'd probably be pretty low on the list. But I don't follow <laughs> baseball at all. I only follow fighting and wrestling. So you're pretty yeah. high on the list, man. All right, I'm with it. Hey, so first, <laughs> so the medicine it's good man boxing, show, it's good Puerto Rican boxing, though, huh? Yeah, yeah. So the medicine man show is the man show of MMA. So we encourage cool. you. So to I'm, do... I'm gonna get fired after this. Awesome. Oh, no, hey, baby, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's all good. It's all good. All right. We've all had it. we've had Dana on the show. Dana had a good time. Yes, boss man's been on the show. You know. If he's done, then you know it's all good. Yeah, and he'll so he'll be heard making fun of one another. You're at work though, right? You can't have a beer. Not a beer. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, I can. I work at the UFC, so I I guess I could. I was you're actually trying to get, huh? You're there all the time. Yeah, you know, it's like work. It just sneaks up on you. And I actually spend, I would say, most of my waking hours either here or doing something UFC related. Now, Which is pretty awesome because you fucking created the place pretty much. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I let me put it this way. I hired the people that created the place. <laughs> well, I, mean, I wouldn't I, say, you, I, wouldn't you, say you I so much created the place, but you I, went, I was there. Yeah, you went all over the world and said, I like this. I like yep, that. Yep, yep. I like you. Hey, I talked to this guy. This guy's smart as hell. I, we, we need that guy. Like, get that yeah. guy. Her, she, she knows what's up. Get, get her in. And yeah. I feel like one day they were like, Forrest, you're just gonna like hang out here a little bit, and then all of a sudden you were probably like, wait, I have a job. This feels like work now. Well, that I mean that's that's how you know that's how my whole like the little story you may have heard. I mean, I just start showing up to meetings, and you just keep showing up, and people like start. <laughs> giving you stuff to do like it, it was kind of an honorary job you know hey Forrest we'll reach out we want you to do you know you're a community service ambassador you know go volunteer do, you, do your stuff do it in the UFC chair take a picture that's how my job started you know because I was community outreach because I've you know done a lot of cool stuff in the community before and then and then you know I just kept showing up to meetings and if, you know and then I screwed myself because if you keep showing up then they then they Notice if you don't show up. I'm like, where the hell is that guy? Where would he go? So Stan, where? So Stan. With that being said, where are you going to start showing up now? Uh, maybe I'll just wait outside for Forrest to open the gate at the UFC, and then I'll just wander in. What the fuck is this guy doing here? I seen him with Bermudas. What is he doing here? This guy, yeah, exactly, right. And then I'll get a sandwich from the PI, and I'll just sneak into a meeting, sit down, eat my sandwich. They'll be like, "Anybody got anything to say?" And I'll just say something. And then I'll be like, no, yeah. Thing you know. So real next quick. Thing you know, you'd be hired. Four of the fighters, the meals are free. Are they free for you? No, no. What? Sorry. What? I agree. 
I got my I got my free. I'm retired. I got I got my free. I you know I'm good. I'll be all right. <clears throat> I got seven bucks a day. I'm cool. Wow, that's oh, surprising. I mean, they're a reasonable price. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually subsidized, so it's like at cost food for employees. Yeah. Are so you Stan, So one thing you don't know. So like you you go in there, you're thinking it looks like just your you know it looks like a, a high end kind of cafeteria. You're like, like you want a grilled chicken sandwich? You're like. Yeah, sure. So you're thinking just some plain James, like this guy is marinated. He's got like yeah, lemon. Yeah, yeah. Like, this dude's a goddamn G back there. Yeah, yeah. You have a culinary so, chef behind like a cafeteria bar. Uh, yeah. Well, the the head chef Justin used to be like one of the uh, chefs at Nobu. You know, when there was the Nobu. Yeah. Did you ever hear the story? So uh, Lawrence, you know. Not Lawrence, I'm sorry, Lorenzo Fertitta basically hired the guy to be his personal chef. And then when they moved here, that guy became the, the head chef, you know, like the VP of, of, you know, food services. So he was basically like, you know, a real good chef. And when you're a billionaire, you just walk in the kitchen and say, hey, who cooked this? You, you're going to come work for me now. I'm hiring yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. He's another guest that we want to get on. Menace hasn't shot that shot yet. Lorenzo. Yeah, that's a, rough we, one. That's a rough one. Me, me and LaFleur call him Zo. We think yeah. we're that close. We're like, yo, my boy Zo. You know. You know how it is, though, Forrest. You got to just catch the people at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. You got to shoot the shot. Like, you, uh, what, what, we figured this out like, what, 20 hours ago? That was going to be on the next show. Yeah. 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 Well, even, um,. He's messaged you in the past, and you said something along the lines of, "Yeah, I'll come on when." And then we just don't follow through sometimes. So we'll do that. We'll do that often. It was on you. It's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Next month. Yeah. Well, here, here, well, honest, you couldn't get any guests, and you were like, "Hey, Forrest, what mm -mm, you doing?" Mm -mm. Oh, you actually have been high on the list for a while. So here's what happened: is Stan's always because for our show to do well, if Stan hits him up, eh. If yeah. I hit him up, we have a higher potential right, right. for the answer. So yeah. sometimes I get drunk. I'm like, here, Stan, text whoever you want to come on the show. So he was like, okay. And you, you were like, you were at the top of the list. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yes. Always been a huge Forrest Griffin fan. Always well, been a, here. the personality, well, the fighting style, everything. You're a fan favorite. You have to be. There you go. Yeah. That's what I keep telling people. Great looking, charismatic. Yeah. So let's, let's, not, let's not. Now you've gone too far. Now it's not realistic. Now people aren't going to buy it. No. I think that, uh, like, we always talk about it. Like, don't count the looks department. You got the mouthpiece. You got the charm. It goes yeah. far. Dan's huge on the mouthpiece. That's something we yeah. talk about here on Menace well, of the Men. I mean, I, I feel you, Stan. With faces like ours, you got to be able to talk. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like the poor man's Forrest Griffin. <laughs> with with. With much better hair, though. You could grow it. You can grow it if you tried. Oh. So, so, Forrest, when did you, when did you meet your wife? Um, I met her at 2005 at the Hard Rock gym. You might, I don't know if you remember, but like all the fights you in Vegas were at the Hard Rock. She was working the front desk of the gym. So what? That was your year for the Ultimate Fighter, no? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was shortly after that. Oh, so that was... So, oh, so you're on the high horse. What do you mean? You just won the Ultimate Fighter. 
Dripping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, dripping she, she swag. Thought I was, I, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. And then I went, it was cooler too, because I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I just disappeared, went back to Georgia for like a training camp. And then I would show up, Spike TV would fly me out to like, you know, cover a fight or something. So I'd just show up, like, hey, what you doing? Yeah, yeah. I was like all in a good mood. My life had just turned around. She thought I was this happy go lucky, charismatic dude. Little did she know. That was actually the Where's she from originally? What's that? Where's she from originally? She's from Arizona, so like two hours from here. Okay, so you met her in Vegas, though? Yeah, I met her at the Hard Rock Gym, back when all the shows were, you know, they used to put us all at the Hard Rock, when the Hard Rock was a cool happening place back in the day. And Google was like, just taking over, off, so you you can Google me if you want. Yeah, yeah. So that's another great thing. I told her, yeah, no, I, you know, I was like, not whatever, but I was, yeah, you know, I won this little reality show, whatever, no big deal. I was like, yeah, I got a car coming. It took them like six months to give me the car. I thought I'd <laughs> like, walk well, hang on. so how's that work? I, I thought I'd like, exactly, exactly. How does that work? They were like, yeah, yeah, we got this car, blah, 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 contact this dealership, whatever. And the car was in Atlanta too. And I was like, well, but I'm in Vegas now. Need a car here, you know. Anyway, took him like six months to give me the car. I was living on um, Alex Schoenhauer's in an air mattress on his living room floor, training at the Combat Club some and Mark Lehman some. Yeah, I was living the good life. And she met me and she was like, this loser. I'm going to throw all my chips in. Oh, you want a show? <laughs> yeah. With a six-figure salary? Okay. Yeah, you, you won this contract. That's why you're sleeping on a fucking air mattress. Somebody's literally under a dining room table because the room would get so bright. So I, I put the head of the air mattress under the dining room table and put blankets all over it. Like a, oh, did Google like, save you? Like a fucking kid sport. I don't know. I don't know. She had, if she got, like, any girl who gets into a guy and hears a few yeah. things, like, if they can look them up on Instagram now or Facebook, then they do that. Yeah, I mean, if she did, she didn't mention it to me. Oh, <laughs> she definitely did. That's why you're still with her. Yeah, there you go. and she lived in Vegas. She definitely heard about that fight, you and Stephen Bonner. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like she, she knew, but she knew she knew all the fighters just because you were all staying at the um, Hard Rock. Yeah, for all you know, she trapped you. And she was like, that's the one I want. Oh, maybe no, she was no, playing no. dumb. It, it was, I kept, because she worked the front desk. So you were always like, and I just kept bugging her. And then I would see her like working out after a shift. And I would just bug her. And, you know, I just started picking on her like you do in fifth grade. It works. It always yeah. does. Oh, my God. Yeah. Works, like a, works like a charm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why my game has never evolved from fifth grade. It's like, why would you quit doing something that's so successful? Yeah. No, but I was I was talking about today, like, you know, the great thing I have going for me is that, like, women that like me, I'm not like, they only like me because I'm a good husband and family man. So it's like, there's zero, there's nothing there, you know, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's a good situation to be. What's that? Forbidden fruit theory? Say again? Forbidden fruit theory. No, 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 no. But it, but it's like, oh yeah, you're a good guy. So it's like, you know, I, I really don't, I just don't have that vibe that you know, like walk around with you. I don't know. Maybe it's the facial hair. I feel like you're gonna bring the other type of women out. 
But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, I'm sh- hand force. I'm pretty sure. Five six women like oh. you know, but guys me- that are over six foot. Men- you and Steve yeah. are- Menace Menace has like yeah. Menace has a six foot two personality. We'll give him that. Exactly. That's yeah. what I would say. Yeah. He carries himself well. Especially if I've been hammering back. Force, what's you drink beer, right? You're a man's man. Oh yeah, I drink. What's, I drink you, what's your go-to though? If you're gonna have a few few drinks. Man, I'm sound like an asshole, but right now I'm I'm in a Modelo phase. So it's UFC beer, right? So is, before, yeah. Well, check this out. Before when it was Bud Light, I, I fucking hate Bud Light, but. <laughs> Stella was in the Bud-like family. So I used to drink Stella. And then when they went to Modelo, I, I now drink Modelo. And I'm trying to get, this is no shit, I'm trying to get a tap, a keg and tap, Modelo tap in my office. Who have you? Be, come on, that would be like five Okay, five, okay. Modelo's force office. Oh, my God. Have you spoken to anyone I, about it? I would think that thing. No, hang, hang, hang on. Yeah, people are Pause right, right here. Stand. Pause right here. We're going to clip that. We're going to tag Modelo. We're going to make it happen. Yeah, that's an infomercial yeah, right there. I think we can do this. I, I think we can do this. Hey, team. You know, it's like, it's like Zappos or Google. You know, they try to make it cool to work around here. There's no reason why people can't have a kegerator in their office. Yeah. Listen. So Stan's been coming over my house. We've been doing, we've been working on my deck. I am way more productive while sipping a few beers back. Well, the work doesn't seem as like it sucks less. It's less no. tedious. Yeah. 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 For sure. Oh yeah. Obviously, if you're gonna go train people or train with people, you're not gonna knock down drinks. But no. no. Although but that's not in your job description, right? Um. No, not really. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm pretty hands off. But when I was coaching the, uh, like season three of the Tough Latin American Argentina. Uh, wine is the same as water or, or like soda when you get lunch. So I would always have like two glasses of wine at lunch <laughs> soda? before the second practice. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, for 28 days straight, I did that. It didn't bother me at all. I felt fine. You thought it was soda though. What's that? You thought it was soda or you're just like, ah, no, I just- no, no. I was like, wait, hold on. It comes with a drink. The drink can be water, wine, or soda. I, oh, I the wine. Yeah. I the wine. It's like the wine in Argentina is cheaper or the same price as soda. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. but it's like organic and awesome. No, it's like, yeah, they yeah. No, it's great. It's great the, wine. the wine and the steak in Argentina. I, I had a great time in Argentina. I wasn't I wasn't on Team Bisbing when I was on the Ultimate Fighter, but like yeah. he just multiple like even like fight announcements and practices so i can only imagine how many he showed up to under you know with a few beers under his belt right yeah so when i coached the ultimate fighter i didn't think i had to show up and i I didn't think i should have to show up if if i didn't win and my i wasn't announcing the fight like it was the other team's fight I didn't want to come. <laughs> I was like, nah, it's too far. Like, I'm oh, just gonna so go... that's probably why Bigsman didn't come. Yeah, I'm just going to go down there. I'm going to drive down there and hear the other guy say who's going to fight. I can hear that tomorrow. 
<laughs> you know, I always drive down there. Like, if I'm driving down there and I'm going to pick, that's one thing, but, you know. Well, that's even I like, actually... remember Bisping or GSP was like, you're a drunk, Michael. You're a drunk. You smell like alcohol. And he was showing up to the press conferences drunk. And then remember even uh, when they were going against each other. And then remember GSP brought that coach in on tough. Oh, yes. Charles, whatever that guy. Oh, my God. That's one of my favorite clips ever. Yeah. It's insane. And everyone he's was like, like, he's drunk and he's beating the shit out of us. He's like, and he's like just shin kicking people like right, you know, in the, in the dang ulna. He's like, just like breaking people's forearms. You're like, oh, my God, dude, what are you doing? He like, just doesn't care. You can tell he's been kicking trees for five years. Crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone was training light. And then that guy came in with a buzz on smoking cigarettes. and was like, no, we're going hard now. Yeah, like, <laughs> like uh, we're gonna go light. I'm gonna beat you up if you if you match me. Now we're going live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you go hard, he's going real hard. Like yeah. force. How many times? Like, hey man, guys, fifty percent light moving around. All right, you're going. And some guys just like you're like, dude, that's if that's your fifty percent, you're the fucking best fighter and the strongest yeah. guy I've ever met in my whole yeah. life. Yeah. So yeah. and then you were like, but that's not your fifty percent. Now I gotta fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's that's one of the many problems with sparring. And you know what's funny? That's actually what I spend a lot of my time thinking about problems like that. How to solve that? How to get the most out of sparring? How much time between sparring sessions? Exactly how much? Um, you know, what wh- what does that partner ratio look like? How can you take the competitiveness out of a practice? You know. So so like for me. I'll set it up to where um, you might spar with two different people that are at your same level. So I'll go like a minute or two with this guy, a minute or two with this guy. But then you need to know that the next round, it's going to be you, you know, that has to go with these two people. So don't don't try and crush each other. Work in that technique. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, like when I would teach at Long Island MMA, I would, you know – I would do some drills where, like, all right, one guy's on complete defense. He's only blocking. He's only slipping and dipping and moving. The other guy's on offense. Just And you're just trying to – don't march him down. Actually fight him like it's a real fight, right? And and I'm like, remember, it's going to switch. So if you're a douchebag and you're pounding this guy, it's going to go the opposite direction. And if I feel like you're being a douche and you're a better fighter – I'm going to come up and blast you, just so you know that. So yeah. it that in the back of their heads, too. Um, but over the years, I just found certain guys that I could, like Aljamain Sterling, me and him could, like, move light with four-ounce yeah. gloves. Like, live yeah. sparring, but very light touches, live takedowns, the whole nine, check the ego. Chris Wade, same thing. Um... I probably can't say the same for Ryan Flair. If I started getting yep. like a little bit better than him, like I might got start getting like hit harder. Uh, <laughs> Gregory Gillespie's the same, similar yeah. ballpark. But like no. I just picked my guys who like yeah. yo, I know me and you can get a really good work. Yeah. the The other side of that is, and I had to look at myself a couple of times. If <clears throat> if you're like, wow, everybody's an asshole. Maybe you're the asshole, right? That was like, ah, I keep getting in fights with all my sparring, 
hmm, the common factor here is me. <laughs> maybe maybe I should chill the fuck out, except that sometimes 170 pounders are going to touch me up a little bit, you know, and I don't have to try to kick their legs off. Yeah, I remember this is definitely a douchebag mentality, but I remember further in my career, I was like, some of these training partners are disposable. Yeah. Where like, well, so like, because being able to really hurt somebody is a skill and something that's got to be trained. You know what I mean? So like, trying to hurt Ryan Flair could backfire where now Ryan Flair wants to hurt me. Yeah. But this other guy, Jimmy, who's probably never going to fight professionally, and this is so, fun for him. That's a lot of He's pretty good and can defend himself. <laughs> Let me try to fucking drop him. Yeah. 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 The, I mean, that, that's a little bit more like boxing sparring, right? Where you bring in three or four guys, and basically the most skilled guy tries to kill those guys. Yeah. And, and, then, and then you get like two where. We used to have this. I won't name names, but guys that just like are having a bad day and they don't spar that day. That's okay. I never did that. Yeah. I'd be having a bad day and I'd be like, "All right, guess I gotta take my take my medicine." You don't have to. Well, like, the thing realize, is, like, with that being said, Forrest, is some some days when you sh- fight day, you're having a bad day. Yeah, good point. and you gotta yeah, be yeah. able to figure that shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a you great know? one, actually. Yeah. So now, Forrest, what exactly is your role? Because I know it's like a vague job title, if you will. Yeah. What are you doing, like on the day to day? I've seen you in a lot of videos, given the tour. I'm yeah, sure. I'm definitely the tour guy. Yeah. Definitely the tour guy. So, <clears throat> all right, like UFC guy comes out here first time. I'll give him the tour, and basically, I just introduce, like, hey, what do you need? What services are you looking for? And and then I get like feedback when they leave or. You know, just just try to set things up. You know, a lot a lot of what we're doing now is trying to make things easy for uh, all the fighters that are going to Yaz Island to fight island, right? And just being across, like, all right, well, what times should they even eat if these are the fights? What you know, um, what time is the media going to be done? So, and that's the other thing I do is try to you know keep the re- media obligations, the you know the the stuff you have to do to sell a fight limited and specific targeted areas right like how much is is enough and how much is like you know and then what i tell the fighters is look man you want to fight the perfect fight whatever but unless you want to do it for free you got to do all this media nonsense all right it's just part of the game we'll try to make it manageable you know and then you know how how invasive is the process well we're trying to blow up for us so next time when you're like you know ESPN, TMZ, Menace and the Man. You got to slide us yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, the it's thing just, is also for us, one, another thing I, you know, because like you, I've been in the process. I get it. So sometimes Stan's like, yo, this guy's fighting this week. Let's hit him up. I'm like, no, yeah. it's not. Like that, we're not going to get that guy's full. But hang on. And on the contrary, like Henry Cejudo, his last fight, he's like, I'll hit you guys up fight week. I'm like, that's what we want to do. Like, yeah, you're like, please do. Okay. Please do. Yeah. I'm cool with it, but I get like the load. Yeah. I love hitting guys up when they have nothing. Yeah, or, you know, the best time coming off a big win. 
Yes. Tell me about it. Well, yeah, I love talking to guys after a win or when a fight gets announced. And yes, yes. Yeah. In my defense, I try to not get them fight week. I try to get them like the week before fight week. Yeah. When Which is pretty open to. When they're doing a little media run. But yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's definitely a heavy. Like, Forrest, how much weight did you used to cut? I used to cut a good 20-ish, 20. Yeah, so I'd be in there for 20 to 30. So that's the thing. Percentage-wise, I didn't ask to cut a lot. I would always be like, yeah, I cut 26 pounds, and, you know, I was, I was 235 two weeks ago, whatever. But then, like, yeah. looking at the guys now, I this is how dumb I was. I didn't realize that, like, that's fine. You cut nine percent force. That's actually doable. Whereas you be cut like fourteen percent, where they'd be like, "Dude, dude, you can't do, it. you can't yeah. make it." But then again, yeah. I understand that too. So that that's something I'll talk to guys and work with guys with. You know, dude, your arms, are your arms, your arm length and, and leg length. That just matters more than a lot of things, right? Because it's not wrestling, right? So yeah, seventy-eight percent of the time is spent on the feet in some portion. So, you know, the, the reach matters, you know, it, it's important, right? Yeah. When people and ask me, it's weight class fit. You know, you're a thick guy. You must be so strong. But I can build me as a fighter. Yeah. I would probably look like Conor McGregor or fucking like Anderson Silva. Long, yeah. Yeah. like, lanky guy. Yeah. You know? For sure. Tight muscles. So now, Forrest, with your job with the UFC and whatnot, you're in a little bit of, I guess, a sticky situation or something like that. Do you pick fights at all? Or what you do you mean? Like Usman Gilbert Burns. Who do you think is going to win? Oh, yeah. No, I don't really. I, yeah, I don't pick fights. And, you know, I, I act like I do, but then I just say the things you already know. Yeah. You know, about the wrestling, but the jiu-jitsu, will that nullify the wrestling? Like, he's, Bra- know, he's uh, Brazilian. He's Nigerian. <laughs> They're going to fight. Yeah. yeah. Just very obvious things, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I act like I'm picking a fight, but I never tell you anything you don't know. All right. I just always like to. Do you watch yeah. every single fight? Uh, I've seen every fight this year and last year. Yeah. Every UFC fight for sure. Stan, do you see that? Yes. Forrest is blowing up, is what that is. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. People call him. Sorry. Yeah. Are you at work right now, technically? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. Well, this is just. I got, I got a call. I got a call in like 28 minutes. Oh, all right. So we got you for another 28 minutes, or you want? Uh... Yeah. No, no, I'm fine. So I'm at, prepared. So we finally got the the my message went well, I guess, and I said, "Can Aaron Pico come on Zoom?" So I sent yeah. Aaron Pico the Zoom link. If Aaron Pico jumps on, you want to stay on with us? No, no, no. I'll 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 jump. I'll split. You guys are tired of me. I get it. It's cool. No, 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 not real, at all. Real quick, I love though. the co-host. We love to have. Real quick, how awesome were those last fights? Amazing. That's my fight of the year. And I've looked, I've looked, you know, I was paying attention. I looked at the others. There's some great fights, but, you know, I feel like there was more damage in, in the Poirier hooker fight than in the Rose, uh, I'm sorry, not Rose, uh, Weili Zhang fight. And then I feel like other than the one shot that knocked Gaethje down, Gaethje kind of was winning that fight too much. It wasn't as competitive. Whereas Hooker won the first two rounds of this fight. Yeah. And then Poirier had to come, like going into round five, it was still like, it was two apiece. 
Yeah, you know? yeah. And it was the, tough, the, the tough way to we, uh, yeah. And and so, the way we fight was just yeah, that was super close too. But going into the fourth, I didn't know if it was three one Hooker or two two Dustin. I oh, was wow. like, yeah. I saw the stats, and I was like, oh damn, it was Duffy Dustin. You know, it's so funny though. The, you know, the judges don't see the stats, right? You know, and then intuitively. We don't always know the stats, like even us. Like we watch tons of fights. We should know. The other thing I'll say is if you remember the first pay-per-view they did at the Apex, DC was like, where are my stats? Where are my stats? Do you remember that? He was like calling on the truck and they were like, oh, we don't have the stats yet. Oh, my God. And then then this last word, two ago, he was like, oh, we got the stats. Thank God. Like they don't know without looking at the stats. And these are people that call fights professionally, you know? And so, yeah, so me- you're so involved. Hang on, Stan. Let me, I got, I got to cut you off, Stan. Because oh. you're fatter than me. Anyways, so Forrest, you're so involved in the fighter preparation, everything, getting them to be at their elite. What are your thoughts on when they're actually competing in terms of like who fucking won the fight and how things should be called? Like, should there be should judges see stats? Should there be more there judges? Be open scoring, like open scoring, one hundred percent open scoring. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you something. That Max R fight, the kid that quit on the stool. <clears throat> I think if you show Rob that he's down two rounds, Rob's like, all right. Oh, that last round was ten eight. Oh, okay. So I thought Max, that kid, could have still won that fight. So I thought it was crazy that he quit i didn't realize that it was a 10-8 round and looking back it could it is the correct 10-8 round scoring on that second round of that fight uh but i didn't realize that that only one judge has given him the first round i thought he won the first round and i thought the other team won the second round by a large margin but well here here wait i'm sorry to interrupt round. forrest you're a legend do the irish exit whenever you want to you know the oh, okay but we want you but to. I still want you to finish exactly what you're saying, and we want you to stick around. I just don't want to leave Pico in there in case he disappears on us. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, let's. I know. I was just saying, you know, open scoring. It it, it might stop some of those uh, where where people call for the corners to stop the fight. You know, like Anthony Smith. Yeah, right. that, that, I think Anthony Smith should have. I was like, why didn't his like? There's no way he can win, especially when like. He was on the ground. Now that's the thing is, when was the last time you saw a corner throwing the towel? It's like a it's a pride thing for the corner. I feel which uh, yeah, that's which is crazy. Which is crazy. Like, trust me, man. If if I'm cornering people, I'm throwing towels at them. Because the thing is, is like Stan. Who are we talking about? I forget who we're talking about. Anthony, it might have been even Anthony. Like, is Anthony their their biggest guy? Their only guy? Anthony who? Smith. Oh, yeah. Uh, he might be the biggest guy. Which fight were we watching? We were like, dude, this is their only guy. That's why they're like, oh, no, no. Against uh, Amanda Nunes. All right, here. Oh, yeah, wait, yeah. wait, Menace. Aaron Pico, welcome to Menace hey, and the Man. What's Sorry, guys. I was I was having some trouble with my stuff, so I didn't know if I was like in or not. But You're no. straight, Aaron. You're in. Right. You're in. Welcome. We didn't want to lose you. We're just so right now we're talking to uh Forrest Griffin about how ironically. What's up? Just throw him in the towel, ironically. Just like 
fights that maybe should have been stopped, like right? where the corner. Well, like, we're talking about the outcome was determined. The Max, right. the Max Roscoff situation. Well, we were talking uh, about how judges' fights should be scored. Should there be more judges? Should there be the scorecard after every round? And then we started getting into talking, throwing in the open score. Yeah, yeah. You know. No, no, I, I hear. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There's so many different uh, people's ideas. You know, I don't, I don't know. The, for example, that one fight that that the um, the coach was pushing the guy to fight. You know, I think, I, sometimes as a coach, you got to push your, your your fighter a little bit. You know, to to go in there. But I don't know what the right answer is. You know, because everybody's like a fine line. You know, if the guy doesn't want to fight, then it's like you don't want him to fight. But then if you have, if he's able to win, you know, like. You, if you like push him and then he wins, you're like, oh, thank you for pushing me. So it's kind of like, it's like a weird, weird yeah, thing. Yeah, but the thing is, is like, all of us are fighters. We've all been there when the, when the gummies got tough and we didn't need anybody else to be like, dude, you need to do this. Like, we're all like, no, like, I'm going to, I'll die here. I don't give a fuck. So for a fighter to be like, I had enough. So, yeah. I'll be like, I, I'll be mad at you later. Like you're an asshole, but yeah. But here's here's what I would say, guys. I would say you don't ever want the fighter to get that far where they say mentally, "I've had enough. I want to stop." You want to stop it, like when that's happening, and don't make them say it out loud. Does that make sense? Because yeah, but that guy won the first round. No, I thought so, yeah. It was one one. It was one one. <laughs> But what, what he, he, this second round was kind of. He gassed oh, out yeah. trying to finish the guy. Yeah. Like that wasn't, I don't know. It could have been he was rocked. He had something going on, but I think he was just exhausted. He got yeah. fucked up a little bit that previous round. He was like, I think I, mm-hmm. I don't think I can win this fight. But even for us, like- you know, Robert Drysdale very well. Right, he's cornered me a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's been for years. No, no, no. I, if I've been in situations like that, that's how I wanted. I don't want you to cuss at me and tell me to get my gear ass off the school. I want, I want you to be like, "Hey, man, you got this. You're okay. Calm down. Let's. Here's what we're gonna do. That's exactly what I like want. There was this. nothing I would change. Yeah, no, I, I like that. When, yeah, I hate when coaches like yell at a guy like, "Get up, do this." Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't do good in that situation either. I can't like when people like some are like you're you're already like self motivated. You just want somebody to just for me to just calm me down. You know that's what I need. Yeah. That's what I need. You know, just well, I, Aaron, it's not like you're not trying your hardest. You know, it's like yeah, <laughs> I'm obviously doing the best I can, moron. I'm in here. <laughs> Tell me how to do it a little better. Give me some technical advice. Quit yelling at yeah. me. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm yeah. Sorry. Or, or maybe a little bit of a cheerleader, but like, hey, you're doing good. You know, you're all right. That's good. That's good. You got this. This was like, even even like highlight something you did well. What I don't want is the, is the coach that like, get your ass out of like, uh, Yeah. I'm going to yeah. give a quick shout out. Like, so I used to work with Keith Trimble and like, he he was always like kind of bully and be mean to me in the gym. So when he was nice to me at the fight, it was just like. Whatever you want. But he also isn't a bullshit artist. He would give it to you straight, like, yo, A, B, and C. So, like, when he would come to court, he talked to me in a very, like, calm voice. All right, stick with this. And if it was, if we was on the ground and that was his forte, he would send him my jujitsu coach. You know? What did he yell that time you threw the spinning back kick? 
What the fuck you doing? We've never worked that. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Aaron, have you ever gotten any particularly like bad corner advice? Like where you're just like, what are you talking about? Because no, thank thank God I haven't. I haven't. You know, I've only honestly I've only been to the second round like two times. So I've only all my fights like like even even like um my corners think thankfully i haven't had like something where i was like what the hell are you you know what i mean usually i'm i trust what they you know they say so but i'm sure maybe i'm sure i'm gonna i'm gonna be in the fight game for a long time but i'm sure yeah. i'm gonna have something where i'm like ah, i don't know you know so but i haven't gotten so, there yet so you guys I'm, are gonna I'm, love this story go ahead finish story. Go, finish no story. i've been watching all the fights at the apex and i don't even mean between rounds I mean, like, you can hear corners sometimes yell things out that are wrong. Like, yeah. just yell out bad advice and be like, nah, man, that's not a good idea. I say this because I, I watched the video of me cornering Matt Brown on the show, and I'm yelling out, ah, just let him up, let him up. And I'm like, why? <laughs> Guys, no. No, don't let him up. Just get down on top of him, win the fight. Like, why would you just let a guy up and fight you again? You already got him down once. Let him up's horrible advice. And then the, the jujitsu coach is like, no, no, no. Just control his ankles. Get on top of him. I'm like, yeah, that's actually what you should do. I should shut up. So, but you, like, uh, in the moment. Yeah. You're obviously very influential to him. So, like, like, yeah. get, like you maybe were just like, he's behind me. Like, yeah, say like, it, you know? Like knock him out, you know. You but like, I like my jujitsu coach knows a lot about jujitsu, not as much as about wrestling that, as I do. So I'll say wrestling things, and he'll just start yelling what I'm yelling. For, if it's a wrestling aspect, you know. But real yeah. quick, for everybody in here, I think you guys will love this. So I was already in the UFC. Aaron Pico was a junior in high school, wrestling Russia's like number one guy. Right, so I'm sitting there with my like uh, college at, at in Albany, Aaron. Do you remember that? Uh, I remember, yeah, for sure, I do. So I'm sitting, I'm like, this kid's like essentially a boy, and he just toyed this fucking dude from Russia, who's like number one, right? So me and my my uh, college wrestling coach, he was there. We start bullshitting, you know. He's like, I think, he, like, you know, he's like, he's actually like, like. Uh, a boxer too. I think he's like a Golden Gloves like champion. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. I, th- I think he was getting the MMA as a wrestling. I was like, what? Like, no chance do I want to fight that guy. He like, cause the only way in my head how I could win MMA matches is like with my wrestling. So how do I beat a better wrestler who can who's probably a better boxer too? So then when I saw you were getting in the MMA and you were the Belmore or uh, Bellator, I was like. That's good. <laughs> now I remember that was a good match. I, I was, um, yeah, I was like USA versus Russia in uh, Albany. That was that was a good good match for me for sure. Against a good a high level guy for sure. Amiv. What? Real quick, why did you get into MMA versus wrestling? I've always liked MMA. For like, I started boxing, like, when I was, like, 10, and I did that for, like, two years just straight. I originally just wanted to go into straight boxing. I was like, I love wrestling, but I love boxing more, a little more. But then I met my coach, Valentin, like, and I started traveling the world and stuff like that. And, and I was like, I've done some pancreation things and stuff, but I was like, 
I got to give MMA a try. And then as soon as I, st- I started doing it, I just, I just fell in love with it. So yeah, I, I, I like wrestling. I, I love wrestling. Actually, I, I don't like it. I love it. It's who I am and it's made me, but I, I have a very, very deep passion for fighting too. So, and you can make money, you can make money fighting. And, and I, I, uh, I want to make money, you know, I want to be, yeah. I like things like that. And that requires you to make money, you know? So, um, yeah, that's the reason why I got into it for sure. Like Forrest, have you ever seen this this guy wrestle? Yeah, 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 I have. So it's, yeah. Dwayne Zinkin told me about this kid years ago. I was like, hey, you gotta check this kid out. And I was like, oh, okay. But you know, Dwayne's like you, any good wrestler, he's just got a hard on for. <laughs> he's always like, This guy is amazing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, because like, I remember like, you know, I've seen really good wrestlers at a young age, but they're like totally shredded muscles popping out. I was like, Aaron doesn't like, I mean, he's, he's definitely jacked, but he's not like shredded. And I'm like, I'm watching him like take people down. Like it looks almost effortless. Like, is is he paying people out? I don't get it. Like when, for me, when I take some down, you see like, just look at my fights, like my face would be fucking you know, Grimmins like, popping out of your head. Yeah, veins are popping out. He's like, Whoop. I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah, it's technique. Yeah, I, I love wrestling. I got, I can obviously still compete if I wanted to, but MMA man is just a, it's a different beast that I'm trying to. You know, I, I'm, I love and I'm figuring out. It's way different. It's not wrestling. It's not boxing. It's not jujitsu. Fucking fight! Oh, it's like, is totally- there somebody or something that you're like? Let me just go grab a gold medal quick, and then I'll hop to this fighting thing. Um, honestly, like I always think about going to, like wrestle for the Olympics or things like that because I could wrestle for like I could wrestle for the United States or I could wrestle for Mexico because actually I'm a dual citizen in both. So okay. I'm always like, man, I can I can do I can wrestle, but. I'm loving fighting right now. I really, really am. I'm loving the the journey that I'm that I'm on right now, and and I'm trying to figure it out. I'm progressing every day, and it's just like it's honestly really, really addicting for me. I really, I you love like all hurting people. people. Just say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know I do, it's but fine. I just love I love everything about it. I love being a martial artist. I really, really, truly do like grappling, kickboxing. It's just it's never gets never gets boring. There's always something. To work on but no make no mistake i always think about going like you know jumping in a tournament or wrestling because i honestly i've gotten i've gotten a lot better like when i was wrestling these guys you know olympic trials and stuff i was like 18 years old 18 19 you know i was still like i was still a boy and i've come some like just mentally physically i i've come a long way since there so i know i definitely do good. You were you were mentally a man. You were wrestling men from Russia, that yeah. is the best country, and beating them. I don't get how like how's yeah. your mind tick then? Like, ah, this is another man. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, he's competed his whole life. Yeah, just competed. Oh, that's that's the biggest thing too. Like, I think with MMA is like sometimes people like. Oh, it's, it obviously is a fight, but I've competed my whole life. I just got to just, you know, just relax and just as a competition rather than like, ah, oh, it's a fight. I got to go in there, just compete, be smart. That's something that I have really had to grow as a fighter before. Like in my earlier fights, I've gotten in trouble because of it. Like, oh, I'm like, it's a fight. But now, like, 
I'm like really, really approaching it differently. Like, of course, I'm not going to lose that that killer instinct where I'm going to freaking elbow your face in, but I'm also going to be like, okay, I'm going to be smart, do what I need to do, and uh, go out there and compete. I mean, I started wrestling when I was four years old. I've, I've competed all my life, so I got to just, yeah. you know, be heard and, and, uh, that's you know one thing in wrestling. Just go out there and compete. That's what that's what my coaches always told me. Just go out there and compete and have fun. It sounds like exactly. it sounds like it's people say it all the time, but you really have to literally just go out there and compete and and have fun, or else you're gonna you're gonna go crazy. Like that's, Forrest, when did you start wrestling? A little bit MMA never, or never. yeah, after I started, like when I realized that um, I was getting beat up from the guard, I was like, I should probably learn how to wrestle. But but Randy always used to say compete, Randy Couture. And that was something I got from him. And he wasn't like nervous, like a fight nervous, because he was competing. And you talk to him, he's like, yeah, I've been competing at something my whole life. You know, this is just that I'm just competing. And then you, I can tell you're a sick puppy. You, you want to hurt people. I think what Aaron is more like me, where I was addicted to getting 1% better at fighting every day. Like every day it was like a puzzle. And I just want to get just like that sense of purpose. Like, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to get my left underhook as good as my right underhook and, and, and be able to hit the, the knee tap from both sides. You know, it, for yeah. me, it was it was like that constant, like building and progression. Like, <clears throat> and even when I sucked and I got beat every day, it was OK for me because I got beat a little less than I did the day before. So it's just that sense of progression towards something. And that's that's when I kind of fell in love with it. And I think that's what, what Aaron's talking about with MMA. It's like you get a little, okay, all right, and now I can do this, and now I can do this. And that's that's the best part of it, right? No, I, I, you're exactly right. Like yesterday I was just watching, like, I watch fights, like, constantly now. Like I'm, like, after my losses and things, I've gotten, like, so obsessed with fighting. Like I want to get better at this, this, and that. Like last night I was watching – I watched the Volkanovski versus Holloway fight, and I was like, just so impressed how just Volkanovski leg kicks, especially the leg, the inside leg kick, you know. And I was just like, man, okay, today in sparring, that's what I'm working on: my jab, leg inside, uh, inside leg kick, outside leg kick, but like setting it up the right way. And it's just like, just thinking, 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 like, man, that's what I want to do today. And and you hit, and you're exactly right. It's like MMA; you just want to get just a little bit better at this, a little bit better at passing the guard from you know a certain position or like doing this so it's honestly really really addicting for me it really really is so it's a puzzle puzzle Aaron, i had a couple beers i don't mean to toot my own horn but you're you're good come on up here to new york i'll show you a few takedowns awesome (laughs) strikes it just so happens i have i don't know how the most takedowns in the featherweight division I would love, honestly, I would love to come. But uh, that, that, uh, Elkins needs to retire soon for it to stay that way. Right. Yeah. Or, or have like his last fight where the guy just pieced him up and didn't get taken down. He could have a few of those. Yeah. Well, how many more does that man have before like, I think, quits on him? Yeah. I think you have him by like six right now or seven. I probably got three. He's got probably two more fights before he passes me. Yeah, but no, we thought that, and then his last two fights, he hasn't gotten really any takedowns. Oh, good. Yeah, people are people are going at you. Might be sliding in people's DMs like, "Yo, don't get taken down." Yeah. <laughs> let me let me tell you the Elkins secret to beating Elkins is takedown. What I want you to do is you're gonna bring that knee up right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to come to New York though and get some training in with you for sure. 
For sure. Oh, I'd love you can sleep in, dude, we have a sleepover. I got an extra room and everything. I, when I'm in New York, what part what where do you live at in New Long York? Long Island. So it'd be me, oh. you, Chris Wade, Greg Gillespie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Gillespie can wrestle too. Can. Who now, can? Forrest, does Gregor recover off that knockout? Yeah, shit happens. I think so too. For sure. That for means, sure. Yeah. But you've seen fighters when they get knocked out like that and they change completely. Yeah, no, I. But that was just the one, right? And he's never been shinny before. No, he's taken shots before. That was a shot that would knock anybody out, though. You know, it's like, what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. And then Kevin Lee is a huge 55er. So huge, in fact, he can't make 55. <laughs> you know? So he it, made, you know. Did he miss weight for that fight? No, I don't, he didn't miss weight for that fight. He made weight for that fight. But, I mean, he just always struggles to make 55. And, you know, he, he's one of those guys that's like, can I get a 65 in here? Yeah. How far is that away from being a weight class? I don't think it's that close, actually. You got to write the memo for us and just slide it. When they're, yeah, but what are your thoughts on it? When they're in a meeting, they'll just pick up a paper so, and be like, Forrest well, Griffin. My thought is, well, let, let's look at the you know the average size human being. The average in-shape American is somewhere between 55 and 70, right? So if you look at the two deepest brackets, it's 55 and 70, right? Those are the two biggest weights. You would say it's deeper than 45? What's up? You'd say it's deeper than 45? There's more people in 70 and 55 than in 145. Okay. It's a pretty fair amount, too. Those two actually switch off either year on which has the most fighters and fights. Like, Aaron, what do you walk around at? Me? Yeah. What do I? Oh, this morning, I, I can give you exact. This morning, I was 165.4. Okay. Are you fighting yeah. for Perfect. 45, yeah, I fight, though, right? I fight at 45, yeah. Well, a perfect question that uh, Aaron can answer, coming from a boxing background, the way in boxing they separate the weight classes by 5 pounds, 7 pounds. Yeah. Does UFC need to adapt something like that? No, or, that's horrible. It's I o- hate that stuff. That's overkill. more super yeah. fights. I can't yeah. keep up with I think that's a lot of weight classes. It's crazy. Yeah. But then you, then you have the old problem where boxers are hiding from each other like three pounds away. You're like, why don't those guys fight? It's, it's filling this. Oh, uh, well, it's not like I was saying earlier. It's not really the the pounds. It's percentages. No, no, no. The percentage body weight. So at one twenty five to one thirty five, ten pounds is. Uh, you know, whatever percent, you know, then we oh, go to 185. Huh? Yeah, it's all percentage based. That's how that's that's like science or some shit. I don't know. But from 205 <laughs> to 265, that's a humongous gap. We, but yep. they're not very deep weight classes. So, nope. what are you going to do, right? It just it sucks to be, hey, you know, I was a 235 pound dude a lot of times and I would make 205. You know, it sucks, yeah. but you do it. Yeah, yeah. that's like, uh, I, I I don't know. I had my first nine fights at heavyweight, or ten fights at heavyweight. Oh, okay. And what were you weighing? Two thirty. Yeah, but well, back then I was I was having I started out like two thirty five, and then you do like you camp, and then you're like, oh great, two twenty four, wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> I've lost I lost nine pounds. 
<laughs> You're like nervous. <laughs> well, that's even oh, I keep losing weight. a conversation. A conversation piece right now in MMA is John Jones going up to 205. Yeah, I would love that. So he's got the other aspect. I mean, to right? he's a rough, going he's from 205 guy. to heavyweight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but he's um, you know, he's long enough, he's big enough. Yeah, John is a big guy, actually. He's like exactly. he's, he's big. He's not like I, his upper body is just huge. When you see him in person, you're like, oh shit, yeah, he's he's a pretty big dude. So yeah. when I met him, I felt the same way that the dentist felt about meeting you. I was like, oh shit, this kid is big. This kid is good. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's actually yeah, he's honestly pretty big. When you see him in person, you're like, damn. So I think heavyweight would be cool for him. I mean, Even in person, he's got toothpicks for legs. Say that no. again? Even in person, his legs aren't very no. like no. thick. Yeah, he's Yeah, yeah, you know, but that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. I mean, what else is there for them to do at two oh five, you know? I don't know. So now, Aaron, you're in New Mexico now, right? Yeah, I'm in New Mexico now. Why'd you leave AKA? I I was never at AKA. I would just go back and forth and pop in and do some uh, do some training there, but I pretty much stayed back in Southern California. But now I'm in Albuquerque, which I really really love out here. So you I were, like the coach. You were at the training lab, right? Yeah, I was at the training lab, but I did a couple camps at the body shop with Antonio McKee and stuff like that up in uh, like Southern California. Yeah, and then. I made a switch to to Jackson Wink, which which I think is really really good for me. So, yeah, yes, Alp Ozkilik is a good friend of the show. He was always saying how good Pico was. Who? Alp. Oh, Alp! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Alp is the man. He's a cool guy for sure. Yeah, super cool. He's yeah, he's. Uh, I've trained with him a few times. I trained with him a few times. Yeah. So. So, Aaron, you're yeah. not an awful looking guy, huh? You're not an awful looking guy. No, you know, no, not trying. I'm not hitting on you, whatever. But like, uh, where are you at? You have a girlfriend? You get married? What's going on over there? Yeah, no, I have a girlfriend. I, I've been with my girlfriend a long time. How many? How many girlfriends you got? Uh, one. Hey, <laughs> one. This is the perfect time. This is the perfect time for me to jump off. Good luck, Eric. Good luck. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. We'll catch you later, dude. We love to have right, you brother. on. We'll get you on hey, again. Good talk to you guys. You're the best, yeah, Peace, brother. But yes, what's the what's the roster looking like? It's uh down to one right now. No, no, I've been with my girlfriend a long time. I've been with her like nine and a half years. So wow. yeah, we live. Yeah, yeah. So nine and a half years. How old yeah, are you? Wait, I'm, how old are you? Like twenty three. I've been with her like since I was like just turned fourteen. Since high school, she was like, "This guy's a complete stud." I'm not <laughs> no, I, actually, she's two years older than me, so. When I met her, Again, I was like, Again, this guy's a complete stud. Yeah. I'm older. I'm smarter. I'm not leaving this guy. I'm into it. I'm into it. Wow. Uh, nine years. So has she been moving around with you in the country and shit or what? Yeah, yeah. She lives with me in New Mexico, so she helps me out a lot. I mean, I got two horses and, and four blue healers, and I have to two make weight. Two horses? Yeah, I got two horses So here in the backyard, so. I'm constantly having to do that. If I can go away for training camp or not, I don't go away for training camp, but if I have to go away for a little bit, she'll take care of the horses and the dogs and does all my meal prep. So yeah, it's good. I mean, my dad would trade you for me in a heartbeat. <laughs> you, 
No, my dad used to he used to he used to uh like train horses here on Long Island. He'd play like polo because he was like a worker. And people like, hey, oh, okay. ride my horse. Rich people ride my horse, play with my horse and shit like that. And so uh I remember I was like probably twelve. My dad comes to me and my other two brothers like, hey, I'm thinking about getting a horse. You guys want a horse? We're like, yeah. He's like, but you gotta clean out the stalls, you gotta feed it, you gotta like, you know, brush it. We're like, nah. He's like, all right, I get a horse. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but I love it. I'm so passionate about it. It's like it's crazy. Like that's what I like to, I, I post on Instagram like um yesterday I me riding and stuff i just said that that's like a big dream of mine after uh fighting i really want to breed breed spanish horses and and uh, just be involved with horses I, I i love it i like i said if i wasn't in fighting people always ask me i'd probably ride rich people's horses for them and i'd be totally cool with my life honestly well if you come to long island maybe we can make some connections <laughs> yeah yeah a lot sure. ton of money down down over here oh i bet uh, so i mean like Oh, I don't, there's there's multiple ways of writing. There's Western or English. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Western. I do like more like um, I really like like the Spanish like style writing. It sounds kind of crazy, but they do like, they have, like high steps and shit, right? Yeah, like like Alta Escuela, so they'll do like little piaz, Spanish walk, stuff like that. Like, um, there's I like like the Spanish style writing, which is really really cool, and you know like the Mexican style, like they do some like horse dancing, and so I, I'm all into but that. How do you teach? That's not natural for a horse, right? They just gallop and trot. How yeah, do you yeah. teach a horse how to do that? It takes honestly, like if you want to do it the right way, it takes like like years and years. If you want like, to like, grab perfect. their fucking legs and like like this, like no, nah, like, you just just like you're well. There's some people that are very, very harsh with it and they're like whack the crap out of people's their, their horses and stuff, which you don't want to do. But if you want it done the right way and everything, it, it honestly takes a lot, a lot of years, you know, just just gentle pressure with like a whip and slowly, slowly, slowly. Well, like start you grab their legs? Like how do you, how do they you know have, what to do? No, you have like a little bit, of, you have like a whip and you kind of just like touch it, touch it, then they bring it up and then it's like, okay, relax. And then you reward them. And honestly, you, something that just every day you have to be constant like a little bit here a little bit there a little bit a little bit and then before and that's you, know, what you you do that or you have um, a guy well i can i my horses can do like a little bit of spanish walk and things like that which if you go on my instagram you can see but uh i don't train them a good friend of mine is a really really well-known trainer and he has some really nice horses so he, he you know he kind of shows me a little bit what to do but uh yeah i have no desire to be a trainer it takes so 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 much work and i see what he has to go he's riding 14 horses a day and you know you can't really much you know but i i love it i just want to ride and have a good time and you know drink a beer and and chill that's that's what i like to do so so, so I, my old man uh my brother's wife his dad has two horses so oh, my nice. dad and my brother's wife's dad will go will go ride in the mountains and my my stepmom's like, look at these guys. A couple of broke, yeah. broke back mountains. Fucking, hang on. They'll pack food. They'll go That's in the trails. We'll go up to the top of the mountain. Have a nice, have, you know, a couple of drinks, have some food, ride yeah. back down. We're like, look at you guys having like a legit date. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah, just ride horses. I mean, it's got to be awesome. Drink some beer. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad life. That's, 
I love it, man. I really, really do. It's I'm what are your horses' names? Um, the first horse that I bought, his name's Canelo, and uh, the other one is Coleon. So yeah, what one type of horses are they? Say that again. What what type of horses? Um, Andalusians, a Spanish horse. So yeah, they're yeah they're uh, yeah Spanish horses, Andalusians. So. That's it. Wait, wait. I'm booking the flights tomorrow, man. We're coming to New Mexico. We're going to go horseback riding in Aaron Pico's backyard. Let's go. Yeah, you can. In my backyard, you can ride the arena. You can go to the trails. Yeah, you can do whatever. Yeah, you're more than welcome to come. We're going to. So Jessica Penne and. uh, Cat. Cat Zingano are both big horse riders. You ever speak to them about horses or what? No, no, I haven't. No, but uh, but that's cool that they are. Now that I, that I, now that I know, hopefully when I see them, I'll ask them about it. Yeah, oh, we're gonna tag I, them. This whole people don't understand. Like people don't understand like how much I love horses. Like I love them. Like I have horse paintings everywhere. Like I, I see buy, the like, one behind you. Yeah, yeah, I have this one, and then I have like a bunch in my room, and then like, I collect like Brayer, like uh, horse like figurines and stuff like that. Like you, you, you have tattoos, right? No, no, I don't have no tattoos. No tattoos, but if you got one, it'd be like a horse. I'd probably, yeah, it'd probably be like <laughs> a horse. But just a horse, or like would it be like a Native American or a cowboy on it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I or just the horse. I, I think, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'll ever get a tattoo. Not that I'm against them or anything like that. I just, I don't know. It's not really like oh. something that I put I time in. Monster have to pay you to get a monster tattoo. <laughs> a lot of money, <laughs> a million, lot. One million dollars. <laughs> that would be nice, bro. You could buy, buy for the light bulbs would... were going off. I was like, "We'll come there. We'll get Aaron a little drunk, a little tipsy. Menace will draw you a tattoo, and then we'll go to the <laughs> fucking tattoo parlor and get you a tattoo." <laughs> uh, that'll be hard to do, but yeah, we'll see. It'd what be hard get... to do because Aaron, what you you probably you don't drink, do you? He said he drinks. No. I have like after a fight, I have a few beers and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not like trying to go wild, but yeah, I'll sit down and have some a beer, have some tequila for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So how different is New Mexico compared to California? Um. Well, where I'm at, it's just just well, the cost of living is a lot less, which makes it a lot nicer. Um. Well, you could be an accepted cowboy in New Mexico, whereas California, it's like. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. But even California, I wear my cowboy stuff, like my cowboy boots. I'm like, I don't give a shit what people think about. Like, but yeah, New Mexico, it's a little bit more acceptable. I mean, where I'm at, there's a lot of horses and tax stores and stuff. But where I live, like in Southern California, like there's a big, big, um, like equestrian community and stuff. So it's. Uh, it's cool. It's not, it's, but, uh, but back to your question. I mean, there's like more to do like in California, as far as like, you know, you have LA, you have like the beach, you have yeah. this, that stuff. But in New Mexico, I'm, I, I, I love, like it out here. I mean, I'm a horses at in the backyard and that's, I just train and ride horses. I mean, like what I post on Instagram, I know it gets kind of boring, but it's like, that's all I pretty much do. Just train, chill with my horses. My been honest, an honest. So, being in New Mexico, you're hanging out with Cowboy Cerrone, no? No, he's in Colorado. No. I've only met oh, him once. Moved? Bro, he's been gone for like 10 years, five years. No, but he lives in New Mexico. He, 
he lives like in uh, I don't know the town that it's called, but it's not I too far. I thought he had a ranch over oh, in Mexico. Oh, the ranch, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he lives in Colorado. No, I think he he lives in New Mexico. I think it's oh, he um, does live in New Mexico. Yeah, so shut the fuck up, Stan, you fucking piece of shit. Bro, he's from Colorado. So what? He's been training and living in New Mexico forever, no? Yeah. But Aaron, I do, you, do you and Cowboy hang out, yes or no? No, 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 I've never met him. Like, I've uh, only met him, I shake his hand, and then uh, that's it, but I've never met him. Yeah, you're like, uh, bringing, you're like bringing up a sore subject, man. Is he left uh, Jackson Wink, and it was a whole bad vibes I, and whatnot? With him, I could, I would, yeah, I'm not like, yeah, not, I, that's not. Not, That's not, not my yeah, nothing with you. Just the Jackson yeah. Wink team. He left Jackson Wink over some drama. And who was that over against Mike Perry? No, yeah. it was before that. But then that's when it like hit the media. It came out in the media. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but he's got a ranch there, no? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he has a big ranch there. He has a big training facility. He has a bunch of horses. Has a buffalo. Has now I seen uh he has like a. I don't know what they're called, but like the razors, the razor tracks, like, you know, those razors that people drive like out in the desert. He has a track oh. out there. Yeah. He's got a pretty sweet, a sweet setup. Yeah. He, um, how far is he from you? Do you know? Do you have any clue? To be, I don't know. I don't know how far, maybe like an hour, maybe 45 minutes. Yeah. I mean, that, Edgewood or something like that. Like, for example, let's say I have a four wheeler. I want to go ride over there. I'll just trailer my four wheelers. Go there, get off, ride. Is that something that you would do with horses? Like, come on, guys, get in. We're going for a ride. We're going to ride over here. Oh, yeah, for sure. I have a horse trailer. So, yeah, if I want to go riding in a different area, I'll just trailer them and uh, go for a ride for sure. Yeah, I don't don't, don't think it's a bad move. Hey, cowboy, you're a cowboy. I'm a cowboy. You got horses. I got horses. You fight MMA. I fight MMA. I can wrestle. You can't. Let's train. Let's ride yeah. horses and let's have a fucking little tequila and a couple beers. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> like I can wrestle. You have razor a razor track. Let's let's swap them out. And like, hey, I'm gonna bring you know my old buddy Menace. He's gonna fly from New York. We're a good yeah. old time. You you guys are always welcome here. Oh, and even so. that, you're in Albuquerque now. Do you have any good Phil Baroni stories? He lives there now, Stan? Phil lives in the gym, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he's there. Um, I He's always training, honestly. He's always hitting the bag, always uh, shadowboxing. Yeah, he's always he's always doing something. But now I haven't really talked to him all that much other than, hey, how's it going? But I just kind of just stay in my lane, do what I need to do, and I'm out the gym. Yeah, <laughs> that's... That's is, me. Is Diego Brandao, is he back there now, right? Yeah, Diego Brandao's back. Yeah, I actually did a couple rounds with him today, so sparring. So it's good good work for me. It's for hard. Sure. He hits hard. He hits real hard. Yeah, yeah, which I really like going with him because I'm just, you know, I got to work on, obviously, like my head moving, my jabs, my fake, my uh, my fakes and stuff like that. So it's a good, good, good partner for me. And he's he's, he's got a, a lot of knowledge in MMA, so he's definitely – shares it with me and and uh you know he's a cool, cool guy so once once me and you are done later tonight i'm gonna message him hey you gotta come on the medicine man show i also need the verbal from you dennis asked for you asked for you you know you gotta come on the show i think we've talked to brandow a little bit about coming on oh he's the, anything i post he likes it and like 
good man, like great, you know. I still armbar. Nice I, 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 I still. If he likes you. He's like, I still armbar you. I still win by armbar. I know. Yeah. Uh, Nico, <laughs> you ever see that fight? Yeah, yeah of course. The of one, course. The, the one round battle. Yeah. I hey. thought I killed. I thought I thought I killed a man, and he fucking armbarred me. Yeah. Trust me, shit happens. I know. I know. Uh, yeah, you do know. <laughs> I do know. So it's. I know it. It stings, but there's. Yeah, I mean, the guy is still a killer, you know. It, it's one of those, like... Uh, Guys that I've grappled with, he's so damn strong. He's really, oh. really strong. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a fucking So son. sick. Yeah. So sick of jiu-jitsu. Yeah, he's very, very good. Yeah, he's... He's, um... Strong-ass man, yeah, for sure. Now, from that day forward, have you ever seen me get armbarred? Mm, I don't think so. No, you haven't been armbarred, right? Me neither. No. Yeah. It was a, you know, live and learn kind of deal, you know? For sure. But man, like, you you have to still follow wrestling, no? Me? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't really follow college wrestling, but I follow, yeah, like, it's, it's tough. Like, so many like championship Europeans and. Well, no, uh, like, I mean, like, like, Dake and, like, where, like, let's say you put yourself in the mix. Where would you, who would, you, who would be your guy to get on Team USA? Uh, probably be, like, Yanni or, um, uh, Zane Rutherford. Zane Rutherford made the world team, I think, last year. I, I wrestled him six times. I beat him all six times. Really? Um, Which is insane. Yeah. Is I beat him six times. Um, Yanni, probably Yanni. I'd probably have to wrestle Yanni. But with four, that, that that dude's a goddamn magician. For sure, I would. But I would I've seen to, you wrestle too. I'd have to wrestle him for Olympics, but but uh, for Olympic trials, but for World Championships, I would probably just go seventy kilo, one fifty four. So I would be. I don't know who's at one fifty four. Would it be um, James Green? Yeah, yeah, that guy's super explosive. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, so, but, yeah. uh, but, I, but I would. I'm dual citizen, so I I don't have to wrestle for the United States. I can go wrestle for Mexico, and not have yeah, to, that's it. You would run through that whole fucking. You could pick any spot you want on Mexico, no? Well, even Aaron, you're talking like this still might be a thing. Are we going to see you in the Olympics, or at least going out for it? <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know about the Olympics, but maybe a world championship, maybe Olympics. I don't know. I, I always keep that door open. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think because in that case, it's like if you wrestle for Mexico, it's like I don't have to go to this. I don't have to go through that. I don't have to best out of three. It's like like Olympic trials. Like I win. Like I'm wrestling against Frank Molinero. I beat him the first match. And then it's like you got to go wrestle best out of three, you know, like in all the other countries. It's like you win the final match, go to the Olympics, you know, like you got to go to this tournament, you gotta, this tournament. And it's like, you know, it's it's a big cluster. But. Now, let me know if it's the same for you. So, for me, like, wrestling was my, like, that was the love of my life. Yeah. MMA was, like, my side bitch. Like, I loved yeah. her. It treated me. Like, it did, it, it helped me for what I needed. But, like, wrestling was my true love. Yeah. <laughs> where are you at with, like, is... Or wrestling helped you get to where you're at. What you know was wrestling your setup, bitch. Before your no, no, I love wrestling. To be honest with you, I, I people always say, "Oh, do you still?" I love it absolutely. It's like I 
truly, truly am so thankful that I wrestled. I think everybody should wrestle. Yeah. It's taught me a lot. And I and now I love it even more than I even loved it back then. But for me, I really love fighting and I love boxing. I love MMA and boxing. That's like my love, yeah. love. You know, wrestling too, <clears throat> it's great. I, I think I'm very thankful that I that I wrestled, especially um, now coming into MMA. But uh, oh, but I'm, but MMA uh, is something that I really really love, and I, I've lost three times, and after all my losses, I've loved I've loved MMA even more, which sounds really crazy, but because I it's just I've it's, seen a lot of your losses, and like going into the fight, I'm like no chance, guy doesn't stand a chance, and then like I just feel like you just get like the fuck you're doing everything perfect, and that's what I hate about yeah. There's just there's little things like mentally and things like that with MMA that is it's taken me a while to adjust. But honestly, I'm really, really like studying it and adjusting it, calming my myself down because I have so many skills. I have so much power in my hands. I have all the I, my grappling has gotten so, so, so much better. But now it's just like Greg Jackson, Coach Gibson and like working with like, you know, all the coaches there is just like just calming myself down and just using my skills. And I'm so excited because I'm like, watch my old fights to like what I'm doing now. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's like night yeah. and day. I was just like boxing. And then like, I would want to wrestle, but then I'm like, man, my grappling is a little bit, I don't know. But since, since my last loss, I've grappled so, so much. Like people are like, when oh, I'm going to see your grappling. Like my last fight, I grappled them the whole first round. I was just landing some big elbows. And then the second round, obviously I just, landed a heavy heavy shot like i have so much power in my hands that takes one little shot you know and so, even like, yeah so i mean i i'm definitely adjusting to mma i i love it i, I really really do it's it's addicting for me and and uh, i just need time in the cage and, and experience so yeah. me and stan used to do a segment where like uh he'd have me the vet talk to someone like younger than me which then we had like Rashad Evans or like Tito Ortiz. Like, what am I going to tell them? They're yeah. But like for me to you is like in my – I don't think there's anybody that I did not take down that didn't go past the first round. I've taken down everybody. Yeah. And we're getting paid for the fight, not for the time in there. And I wish I utilized – the ability to choke or end the fight with a submission and get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And yeah, like, I, for example, like Jeremy Stevens, I took him down, I don't know how many times, I've had him on the ground, and the third round, I catch this fucking crazy, like, fade-off knee, and he wins the fight. Which, yeah. if I took him down, you know, I the four times I took him down and just finished the fucking fight, yeah. then I get the, you know what I mean? That's the one thing... Because I could take that, like I said, I could take down fucking almost anybody, get the fight out of there, get it yeah. done, get it over with, take them down, get the fight over with, next. Yeah. No, for That's sure. Like one thing. Like my losses, my, my Madison Square Garden fight, like I don't really even think about, like it's whatever. I was up at 155, I fought a guy that was like 6'2", like, like super tall, like whatever, he got me there. But like the Henry Corrales fight, it's like, Man, I was fighting like a veteran. I knock him down in the first 13 seconds, and I just so such inexperience, just just dumb things that like now I'm like, oh my god, what was I freaking thinking? Like working with Greg and Greg Jackson, like and studying tape with Coach Gibson. It's like, man, what the hell was I thinking? Like it's just lack of inexperience. Like give me a couple more fight fights. Like 
it'd be totally, totally different, you know? And like, that's the thing is I just have to stay patient, especially with him. I'll take him down, ground and pound him. Like thing is, is like he, he's fought like guys that like take him down and yeah, he gets up, but he's never fought felt top pressure like me. Like my top pressure is getting so much better. And then Adam Borks, like I get caught with a flying knee because I take a blind shot. Like what the hell? I've sparred against that guy. That guy's fucking super tough. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I, like I said, I, I saw him fight Darian Caldwell. I was like, I already know what's going to happen. I already laid out the blueprint. Blueprint. Just take him down and uh, and, and submit him. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah. I, I, if I was to fight him again, which I would love, like I just know he's going to look for that flying knee, but that's okay. I'm just going to just take my time. I don't care how much takedown defense that he does. You are not going to stop my takedown if I get a hold right. of your leg. And uh, But, yeah, you, he's very dangerous with the knee and stuff like that, but you can – just got to study and be aware of it. So I've come a long way and, and uh, nowhere near where I ultimately want to be, but all those mistakes that I've made and it's definitely, definitely made me a, a better martial artist. And, and that's why I love it so much. Cause it's like, a, I don't think you ultimately in MMA get to where you want to be. Cause there's always something you can do, you know? Like for me, like, uh, like taking a guy down getting on top of him is like a virgin getting on top of a girl. And it's like, Whoa, Whoa, dude. Figure it out. Get your nice strokes. Like, so what I mean about that is I would take people down and just start instantly ground pounding and they would get away from me. Or yeah. like, take them down, settle in, fucking get in there, control them, let them be like, oh shit, like I just can't get up. And yeah. then just land one. Yeah. Two, I love Let them get I, up, I, fucking trap, I, you know, while working your shit. I love it now. Like, now it's like, Especially like when you spar guys and they stop the first takedown and they, they use so much energy stopping it. It's like, well, we still got uh, three more rounds of sparring. You think I'm not going to get yeah, another? Yeah. That's mine. Okay, you stop the first one. No problem. I use my combinations, get to the inside, take you down. And then I just, just love just wearing guys down now. That is like my favorite thing to do when they just go back to the freaking corner and they're so tired because it's like, I'm not trying to be cocky, but I'm not going to get tired. There's no way I'm going to get tired. I freaking. And and I, I don't want to insult you, yeah. but you have the power to just fight over. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of wrestlers, really high-end wrestlers, like, that's way easier than wrestling. So they yeah. get away from wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, Not that's one thing. Uh, Darren Woodley, like, well, even that was your shit. Menace, you versus, it, it's happened to Pico. It's happened to you. It's the, the Jeremy Stevens fight. You weren't getting fucked up when you got caught. You were smelling blood. You were fucking him up, stalking him, and then you just got clipped. That, like, yeah. disgusting game of inches, and that's what happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely have fallen in love with my boxing because that's one thing that I love, but MMA is a different beast. That's not going to be that. That is no, not going to be. It's like this the takedowns. Yeah. The takedown. Like, yeah, that's yeah. one thing, like, Gregor Gillespie, I mean, I, obviously, he, I mean, he's not the champion, he's not, but, like, he's like, I will shoot for 15 minutes straight. I will have that in the tank every time I fight. Even, you, you saying Gregor, we could use Gregor as the example, too. The fight with Kevin Lee, right before Kevin Lee landed that punch into the he switch He shot kick. and got stuffed. No, he landed, Greg, yeah. Oh, but, that's right. He landed the perfect left hook and kevin lee ate it and went oh you know let me throw he busted kevin lee up with the left hook i was there. Yeah. crazy yeah it ha it's a disgusting game of inches but experience is how you i guess figure that out 
Yeah. Then sometimes and he has a TKO. Gre- oh, a knockout. Gregor. Gre- yeah, Gregor has like that 18 second knockout. Right. Yeah. That gives you that bug, I'm sure. You know. Have you ever yeah. worked with Gregor, Aaron? No, I've never worked with him. Uh, no, I. But I would love to. I would love to. I mean, like I said, that's the thing about me and my mindset with MMA is like I'll go with anybody, everywhere. Like especially with training, it's just like I've met so many people, traveled and. Uh, you know, being with my the manager Ali, I've traveled a lot. Like to like, I've been to like you know uh, New York City, El Khabib, and Islam. I just I love MMA. I just love trying How my stuff. Oh, how's wrestling between you and Khabib go? We've grappled a little bit, yeah. We've grappled and stuff, and and uh, he's, man, he's strong. He's very very strong. But who was I getting always, them takedowns? You felt you felt uh, from all yeah, over. I, I never talk about training with any with no partners. That's like that's like. Good etiquette. Good etiquette. Yeah. So, but I can say though, those guys from Dagestan are very, very tough because I've traveled there many, many times. Like I know those guys well, and um, people are always like, "Oh man, what's the secret?" You know, like they're just up in Russia. Like man, they're just different. Oh, there's nothing's different. That they just their life is very, very simple. They, you know, they pray, they go train, they chill, they go train, and and they have um, very, very good. Coaches that just yeah focus coaches that dedicate their their life to producing champions you know they don't really have like a lot of distractions and they're not trying to like go crazy on this this and that they just live a very very simple life and they train their ass off like it's not like they're more scary yeah they're more scary because they go and beat the shit out of people but it's not like they're doing something extraordinary and they're doing this it's like you know, half the time they have a wrestling mat, they have ropes, and they freaking run, climb ropes, and they wrestle, and that's why they're so good. And they have coaches that are paid by the by the the country, by the city, and to be professional coaches, and that's why they they're at the level that they're at. You know, and the same yeah. goes with. So there is no there's, there's no secret to anybody being good other than that, that they just work their ass off. So and wait, you yeah, ever, you ever see that video in Dagestan where Khabib was like swimming? against the current upstream yeah yeah and that's the thing is is like we have us as americans have this all the best technology and this and that and and uh, sometimes just keeping it very very simple uh you know simple exercises make it strong and make you strong and and uh yeah for sure they they uh just keep it simple here hang on because aaron what the fuck were you doing to be that good at that young, there's I don't there's something I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I've watched you work. I've <laughs> I've examined your body head to toe. I've never yeah. talked to you in person. And I don't yeah. know who you hang out with or like who's surrounding you, but like <laughs> I live a boring life. <laughs> no, that's probably it. Yeah, I live, honestly, I don't honestly I don't do much to be honest with you. People are like. I what about this. when you were younger? I don't. I'm trying to. Honestly, when I was younger, I I just trained. I've always I've always dedicated my life to what I was doing, and and uh, it's I'm not talking like oh I well, this is the right thing to say. No, I've honestly from like 12 years old to like 17, 18. Honestly, I, I was training. I was up at 4:30 every single day for like maybe five, six years straight, going six days a week, strength and conditioning, and. Uh, and just wrestling. That's all I did. Maybe was I probably overtrained because I would go like 
all the time and, and I was training constantly. But in my mind, I felt I can, I outwork everybody. So going into a wrestling match, I was like, this guy didn't wake up at 430. He didn't, he's not eating as good as me. I just had that, my, that mindset. And it's like, I didn't do anything crazy other than just work my ass off. Like that's, that's just the mentality I have. I just, I'm just going to figure out a way. I'm going to surround myself with the best team. And ultimately, it's up to me to put in the work. And I got to go out. You had, like, the best of the best trainers in wrestling growing up, no? Like, the best private lessons and shit? No, we had some. I had one guy that, like, wrestling as a kid, I always had just, like, the local coaches. And uh, um, there's a guy... Ruben Valencia, his kids wrestle for Arizona State. They're NCAA champions and stuff. And we grew up in the same neighborhood. And, and we just oh, honestly. And his son grew up to be a fucking ass beater. Yeah. So we just, just recently trained in a garage. We called it Monster Garage. We uh, would go in the garage, and his dad was never a wrestler, never a big time wrestler. And uh, we would just, he would look at videos. We'd get college wrestling guys to show us moves and we just literally worked we'd go all around the country we won everything because we just we worked then i met my coach valentine who's from yeah. the soviet Union, and uh he said man there's a different level of wrestling out there you know world championships european and he's like we need to go to dagestan you, you want to see some high level wrestling we'll go to dagestan so i made a world team i won a world championship and then i started traveling from there and just started seeing seeing the world so, but the thing is, Aaron, like, what, what was your, like, because the thing is, like, my father, I wanted to be a state champion in the worst way. And my dad would look at me like I had two heads, like, I offered you 50 bucks to shovel the whole driveway, but you're gonna go work out. Like, I don't, I don't get yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Like, if me and you were in the same county, we probably would have been best friends. Like, I used to drive one hour up to Albany for wrestling practice for one hour and then drive back. And that was after my own wrestling practice. That was after football practice. I would, yeah. wake, up at, I would wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, run to my high school to lift and or yeah. train wrestling. Yeah. Like, me and you would have been fucking bros for sure. Yeah. Probably would have. I just yeah. didn't have probably the level of training you you did. I don't or I don't know. Yeah, I don't only, know. It was only me by myself. Yeah, people always ask me that. Like, oh, it, I mean, I just entered. I just entered my name in the in the tournament. Did what I had to do and showed up and competed, and it worked out in my favor a lot of the times. And yeah, I don't know. Like. Right I didn't even know Fargo existed. I didn't even know what Fargo was until after I was a senior. And oh, I missed wow. the opportunity. Like, oh, that's okay. how, like, my, like, where I grew up was. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. So, Aaron. Like, how many times did you win Fargo? Five. Did, <laughs> did you have, like, a wrestling dad? Me? Yeah. No, my dad didn't wrestle at all. Actually, it's funny how I started wrestling. My brother, brother? was driving. Yeah, I have a brother. My brother was driving. Did he wrestle? Yeah, he wrestled, but he he liked it, but he was just not really into it, like how I was. But uh, um, uh, but no, my dad didn't wrestle. My he's brother, older. Was driving, huh? Your brother's yeah, older. Old, four, four years older, so so he started wrestling. Then I shortly after I started wrestling. So, yeah, so that's amazing dad. because my older brother's five years older than me. He set like little records like when there was like the school like mile time i'm like i'm gonna beat that 
or you yeah. know, he he was really good at football. Like, I'm going to be better than you. Yeah. It was like I couldn't compete against him because we were so far in age. Yeah. But he left like a ghost that was like, all right, I'm going to fuck that shit up. Yeah. Probably similar yeah. for you, no? Uh, no, honestly, no, not really. I think I, my brother is like a big influence. Like when I was younger, you know, I just always wanted to do what he was doing. So, so, um, yeah, if he was riding a bike, I wanted to go ride a bike. He was wrestling, I wanted yeah. to wrestle. So we never really like, I, my brother and I were never like, like that. Like, oh, like he won. So I got to win two of them. It was just like, uh, honestly, my brother beats me in everything other than wrestling and uh, fighting, but anything other than uh, anything other than that, my brother's well, a better way. Basketball, hockey, soccer, yeah. riding a dirt bike, uh, riding a skateboard. He's just all around better. Athlete just, than you, I you guys have good genetics. Like me and my brothers, like I'd be training for a fight. I'd be like, yo, Jay, want to come for a run for me? Like, all right, we do five miles and he'd be on my shit the whole time. I'm like, yo, you don't even run. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. So it's like the natural instinct of competing same thing with yeah. my old brother. My old brother smokes weed. He's five years older than me. He's going to bump me. I'm like, yo, Dean, let's go run this mountain. Like, all right. Like, I actually had to, like, dig deep to, like, start losing him. Yeah. 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 So, like, in things like that, like, I'm better. Like, but other than, like, you know, dirt bikes, bicycles, skateboards and stuff, video games, my brother crushes me and everything. But stuff like that, like, if you say go run up that hill and just don't stop until I'll outwork it and i'll freaking i'll probably be dead and he'll be like oh, i'm tired but you know so, so we're a little how aspect. many brothers do you have i only have one brother okay just brother. an older brother yeah so i'm like man are we the same person because i'm the middle brother okay so my older brother is probably the most athletic in terms of just naturally doing shit being fast endurance i work the hardest then my youngest brother has probably the best build out of all three of us in terms of being athletic. Like, he's a little bit taller, a little bit wider, long, a little bit longer limbs. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't, yeah, only one brother, but, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's. Man, I had something. Does he ride horses too? No, no, he's into dirt bikes and stuff. I'm, I like riding, riding horses, right? Huh? You'll kick the shit out of him riding horses. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's like my that's like my thing. But he's good at dirt bikes and stuff. We ride, <clears throat> we ride together and stuff. And where's he live? Is he still in Cali or he? Yeah, he's in L.A. Yeah, with okay. Um, um, so yeah, yeah, he's he's good at all that other stuff. Other way, but not riding horses, not wrestling, and not fighting. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah. but it's good. But you play video games or what? Um, I, yeah, I do. The only, the only, pl the only game that I play, I only have an Xbox 360 and I play, uh, zombies. Wow. That's what I play. Yeah. That's all. all that's the zombies. Yeah. Zombies. Yeah. Like you have enough money. Have you thought about updating? Uh, no, nah, I just, I don't like any other games other than zombies world at war. Yeah. That's all I play. That's you all I never, you, you didn't update. You don't know if you like other games. You silly I, dude. Well, I've done like modern warfare and stuff like that, but I'm like, I've done like black ops and stuff, but it's, uh, all right, here's the move, Aaron, bro. The, buy, wait, the move, the move men is still is the last of us. That game that Shane Burgos recommended, bro. It looks fucking good. Yeah, like it's a zombie game. Yeah. It's like a new resident evil, if you will. 
Yeah, I love the Or yeah, it's the best. I don't know. I'm trying to talk Aaron Pico into buying a PS5 so me and him can squat up. Like, you don't play with other people. You only play by yourself? No, no, my girlfriend and I just play zombies. That's like our that's like our thing. Yeah. Like, hey, oh, you, got, you got your Hang lady on. gaming. I'm jealous of that. Yeah, yeah but you don't play online with other people? No, no, I don't play. Well, I obviously, play. you never have. No, I have played. Yeah, I've, of course I've played, like, but it's not like... It's not online something. with other people? Yeah, it's like whatever, you know? I'm like, a, I just like zombies. Oh, it's Listen, so, it's so I don't want to fuck your life up because this could be the one thing you're like, yep, I'm in. Is like, yeah. me and you, like, I'm here in New York, you're in New Mexico, I'm like, oh, Aaron, let's squat up. You yeah. Know? Me and you, I'm like, Aaron, he's over here to your left. You're fucking... Like, Aaron, I'm, I'm, I'm on your six. Like, fuck. God damn it, Aaron. Where were you? Or, or me and you were just smashing people. I'm like, Aaron, I'm on kill streak. You're like, I'm on, I'm bloodthirsty. I'm like, what? And we're just killing people. And we're talking about fucking training and, you know. Yeah. I, I, last night. I mean, it could be a really good time. I, I might, I might, I might have to upgrade for sure. Because here's, here's the thing. There's a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. Like you could be you could be streaming on Twitch and you're playing anyways. And the, the thing is, is it's an escape from reality of training. For sure, for sure. You know, you know who plays video games a lot is Greg Jackson. Oh really? Word. Yeah, he plays video games a lot. Hey, when you see take, Greg, take him out of that knows who I am. But he doesn't play online. All he does is play story mode. Like he'll go get a game and play like okay. story mode. That's like okay. his thing him out of his takes him out of like thinking about training this and that so he's uh he's a big gamer into like just story mode like aaron uh, i'm going to dm you my number me and you're uh, gonna be direct contact i need yeah. i need we need to get greg jackson on on the show okay okay i'll, I'll ask know? him for, yeah he's an interesting like, guy i love him he's really helped me out with my mental game strategy and and fighting is i he's he's a one of a kind for sure. He's definitely. We were one of talking them. about corners and stuff like that. He's one of those guys that like talks you at the right tone and tells you exactly what. Like he calms you down. He puts you in this like I've listened. Like when he corners people and they, it goes this corner, I'm like, he knows his guys he, really he's well. Actually, a genius. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I'm very thankful. I get to spend a lot of time with him and get a lot of um, input. And I ask him a ton of questions. That's one thing I do. I ask because I'm so like. GSP is my you're favorite. A, you're a perfectionist. Yeah, I'm, I'm constantly wrestled to the highest yeah. level. There, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I think he gets he never, never, never gets tired of me asking GSP questions. So I'm very thankful because I'm like, I don't care. Let's. I'm not very much like a fanboy like other people, but GSP is like my one guy where I really, really look up to. He's even my screensaver on my phone because I. I why just, is I, that? I just like his whole approach. I love his fighting style. I love his whole approach to his game, to the to the martial arts. And he's honestly, honestly, the reason why I started MMA is because of GSP. I'm like, I really, really like like him. I want to be like that guy. So that's why. If, back to the question that like, why is MMA? GSP. Yeah, that's like wow. my fleet and uh, one guy I really, really respect and look up to. So man, this is like well, why we're gonna the, clip why the that. We're gonna get GSP. And that's how yeah. we're gonna get. Well, my mind's blown because he's not. He doesn't. He doesn't. 
He used wrestling to win a fucking ton of fights, but he's not. That's not his background, which is I'm like, yeah. Huh. I always yeah. heard though in like practice and in the room he could hang with some of the best guys. I'm well, like, he he was. If there was rumors, he was thinking about going out for the Canadian. He did. He did, I believe, and I think he lost in the qualifiers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he honestly. There's so many good wrestlers out there that would beat him and stuff like that, but. Going into MMA, he's a different beast. It's just splendid. It so well. Yeah, and unlike, then unlike Aaron, I lost to a Canadian up in the Canadian Cup. Yeah, a a a a. You wrestled in the Canadian Cup, Aaron? No, I never did. I never no. wrestled. No, but that's a good tournament. That's an international tournament. Yeah. Yeah, I lost to like some dude from Canada, some dude from Korea, somehow. But all both by one point. Oh, that's the worst. Oh. No, but the worst is when you lose on criteria. <laughs> oh, I bet. We're like, that's they how- had the last takedown. You know, it's 1-1. One, one. To go to the Olympics, I lost 4-4. Oh. I was down 4-0. I was down 4-0. This gets me fired up. Down 4-0. I work my ass off. I beating Frank Molinero. He's in the clinch like, <sighs> tired. Boom. Tied up 4-4. Match ends. He wins on criteria. It's just it's bullshit. I don't get what, it. Was he, what he went take down to a a, a turn? No, he threw me. He threw me for four, and I got four takedowns. Isn't it me. five? How's it four? He got me in a headlock. Threw me four. I think. I think it might have been like yeah, four. It was a four oh, pointer. You went across your back, and he got on top. So you got the takedown yeah. plus the back exposure. Yeah. So um. So yeah. But so then, how did you get your four points? Uh, I think I took him down twice. Took him down twice. I don't have to. Re- I have to rewatch it. I took him down twice, or I might have down twice and pushed him out twice. I'm not sure, but anyways, yeah, he- if you if you wrestle Frank Molinaro in a month from now, who wins? Um, like if I train, if I get to train, how rusty are you? Yeah, I I would win. I would. Yeah, because the thing is, like, is he is he's <laughs> retired? No, did he retire? I- I would win is because I wrestled him as a boy. I was 18 years old, like a boy strength. My strength that I've had, that I've, he's a great wrestler. I have nothing but I'm not, I have respect, but I was, I was, a, you know what I mean? I was young. I mean, I had, I didn't have the strength that he has. And, uh, the, oh my God. I think Jack, he's called the Hulk for a reason. The guy goddamn looks like a fucking miniature yeah. eight. The thing now, is, is like, I've been away from the sport, but I've actually gotten, I've gotten better at wrestling because I've gone and wrestled with the guys from up in New York City, like Chimizos and um, guys that come from inter- from all over the world. And I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. You know what I mean? And that's wrestling a couple times a week or once a week, twice a week. Just yeah. my strength, my, my, my mental game has gotten a lot, a lot better. Things that I used to think about when I was 18, like, I have to do this. I have to do this. It's like, what was I thinking? Why didn't I just relax? Aaron, but it just time, you know, it comes with time. Is, is there, there's this weird strength in wrestling when you're not competing in wrestling anymore, but you, you somehow go from here to like here. Am I wrong? Say that again. Say that again. There's this weird, something happens. Very weird. Where like you're competing, you're competing, you're competing. You stop competing, right? You're here. Yeah. Then when you go to just fuck around, you're here. Oh, it's it's absolutely it's absolutely insane. No, you it's become, really, like it's really- five times better when you're not competing anymore. 
it's just crazy, yeah, because I'll go put on a pair of wrestling shoes and go wrestle, and it's like, oh, this guy took third NCAA. Like, oh, okay, and you just freaking take him down 20 times. Well, that's... No fuck's given. It's true in jiu-jitsu, too, because what happens, yeah. I have the mentality, or the science of it, is you go yeah. to your moves, where yeah, when, I, you're, when you're training every day, you'll kind of fuck around a little bit, you'll play with some shit. When you take a little time off and you come back, it's like, nope, I'm going with my bread and butter shit. My shit that's like I've I've been there too, Stan, but with wrestling, like you'll you'll watch guys yeah. wrestle every day and they're competing, they're you know, they're training for the NCAAs or worlds or whatever, and they get you know, they get they get very good. Then they become a coach and they're not competing, and oh, they're just oh, fucking oh. up like world champions. You're like, What? Coaching changes a lot. Run again? Yeah, coaching think, changes a lot. I think it's just being yeah. I think it's relaxed, you know, you go into like yeah. a go to like a practice you just relax like the thing is is like i go into a practice now like wrestling and i'm like man if i get taken down ah, it's not a big deal and most of the time when i go with that mentality i'd never get taken down I'm, my body just so like loose it's like a guy gets it on a leg i fight it boom and <clears throat> i've gotten a lot a lot better so so real quick, so like you've never wrestled one match for money right no i've never uh no i uh, have i wrestled Ben Metcalf, like, uh, like maybe 2014 for some money. Well, so. hey, my, yeah. you know Jesse Jansen? Who? Jesse Jansen. Beat the streets. I don't know him. Uh, I mean, I probably have you met know, him. But you know Harvard national champion at 1.9, Jesse Jansen, the crab ride master from Long nah. Island. All right. Nah. Well, you no, heard, you anyways, you've heard. You know beat exactly the who you are. Yeah. Yeah, I know, oh, I know. You, know. you know Beat the Streets. Of course. He organizes that. Okay. And he hit me up the other day looking for like, yo, man, you know, you think, you know, do you know any wrestlers that would want to wrestle some like uh, high-end wrestler? Do you know, I mean, MMA guys that wrestle high-end wrestlers, I was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask Ally, Ally Quinta, I'll ask Al Joe. Uh, which I still have to do that. Now you got the guy, though. You're speaking to one of the guys. Now we have the guy that would yeah. put it on those high-end guys. For sure. I, I would definitely love to go in there and compete. I would definitely love to compete, but I want to get to good, solid training camp. Definitely. Sure. Like, you, your... you don't have anything going on right now, right? Well, yeah, what's the move uh, with Bellator right now? We're waiting on some news, so I, I, there should be some news shortly. I'm not sure when, but uh, but I'm just I, I only thing I could say is I'm staying ready and uh, and yeah, we should. Well, but listen. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I would love to. Like the thing is, is I love it. I, I love wrestling and I love competing. I, I when it makes sense for me to 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 be able to say, okay, I get a month and a half to just go to New York City or I fly to yeah. Dagestan training in. Of course, I would go wrestle some one of these guys. Of course, I would. Yeah. You know. Day, we, you just go out there and compete, and I, I'm very, very confident in my skill sets and my strength, and I know I can do very, very well. I know I can do very, very well. Yeah, I'll put I'll put you in touch with uh, Jesse Jansen. He's hang on, he's got a whole he wrestled international. Guy's a freak. Three time, uh, all, he, three time All American, national champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, at, world championships, or or was he on an Olympic world team, or? He lost the he lost the match to get on the Olympic team. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm sure there's so many legit wrestlers out there. It's I think crazy. he lost a Doug Schwab, maybe. Oh, okay, yeah, then yeah, Doug, Doug Schwab. He was um on he was on the Olympic team, yeah. 
Or it's yeah, he's like right. Or I think they like went one and one. And complete stud. He was in New York, which is a hard wrestling state. He went. Two- and yeah, he's he's got a yeah. He's I'm just I I'm I'm I feel bad that I don't know who he is. But well, there's a lot of guys like that that are amazing. Yeah. I, hang on, when I was in high school, he was like my idol. And wow. I graduated in '05. Wow. I'm sure you have that guy from California that we never heard of. For sure, yeah. Yeah, who was that. like the wrestler, you know? Well, I bet you probably never heard of Stan. Eh, you, sure. you, you might have never heard of him either if Aaron Pico never heard of Jansen. It happens. Well, there's... Well, he knows who Brands is. I guess there's... Yeah. There's levels. Yeah. But Aaron, uh, you see what we're doing here. We're, uh, we just like to shoot the shit with guys. We talk some fighting. We talk some life, video games, girls. You got the girl. So we, we want it to be like, you know, what are you working with over there? You got like a... An LA ten, oh. a, a New Mexico five. Like I don't know what the what the scale is over there. No, no, I got I got my girl. I'm good. Oh no, if I'm she's good. from LA, I'm sure she's a smoke show. But if she was from New Mexico, it's like oh, it's a, the, the scale's a little skewed. <laughs> There's but, beautiful girls. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, you know how it is. We just like to shoot the shit. We talk some fighting. So now you're a big fight fan. Like you watch everything. I do. I yeah, I do. I, I'm very into it now. Like. Uh, yeah, I try to watch all the fights when I can. So, yeah, I have, uh, I, I'm constantly watching video and and uh, just just watching all kinds of fights. So that's something that I'm doing. I'm watching like four or five fights a day a lot. I watch a lot. So Ali's in like a sticky situation right now. He's got a lot of his guys about to fight, particularly two two fifty one. He's got Usman versus Burns. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like he did his job. He, you know, he's his guys are in the in, are fighting for a title, and 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 now he can just sit back and relax and may, may let the let the the best man win. You know, they're both getting paid good money, and just, hey, he got him to that point. Yeah. So. Oh my God! Like even that, I know Ali's your manager, Dominance MMA. He's one of those guys who, because of like the McGregor shit and whatnot, he catches a bad rap, but the guy's a G in the gym. Yeah. Whenever you talk to him, that guy's like one of the one of the unheralded legends of MMA. People don't even realize because they put him in like a weird category. Honestly, Ali is one of the greatest uh, human oh. beings on the great guy. Honestly, yeah. he's taking me under under his wing and it's helping me out. And that's a lot of things that the people you know will talk shit on the internet and say this and that. But until you're around him and you see the things that he does for his fighters, not just his fighters people out in the in in the community that you never really see he's uh definitely a genuinely nice guy um has a heart of gold he really does i've seen him do a lot of things that that for people that i that that i'm just like wow he's he's a he's a good guy you know he's got a lot he's got a lot of money he helps a lot of people out and and is willing to die for his fighters and in this game you need a guy that that will um, exactly that that. Like people give him shit. Tell me another manager that's going to get into a fist fight for you. Yeah. Tell me sure. another I mean, another manager that's going to get on the mat and train with you. You know what I mean? Have you, Aaron? Have you rolled with him? Yeah, I rolled with Ali. Yeah. He's a freak. Yeah, he's strong. He's very, very strong, and he's a guy that loves the game. He knows, understands fighting. He knows um, what's right for his fighters and bringing up, bringing them up the right way. And. Uh. Good guy, man. I, I mean, we we all have our we all have our faults, and we all have our 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 things that we're not we're not 
perfect people, you know? So, of course, yeah, we're going to make mistakes. And uh, that's just life. If you never made mistakes, then fuck, I don't know what to tell you. You're just perfect. But nobody's perfect. Yeah. So, And even that, like, people hate on Ali. I've talked to some very prominent fighters that are like, nope, yeah. legit, he submitted me. And I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, he fucking submitted me. He's yeah. legit. For sure. Yeah, I've rolled him. <laughs> Ali has never submitted me, so yeah, I'm still waiting for him to submit me. But really, but, no, he's never submitted me. I'm telling. I'm telling you that. Yeah, I went with him one time in Henzo's. I tapped him, and then, dude, he went berserk, and I was like, oh, he's definitely pissed off. Like it tap got wild quick. Did he tap you? I think he. Did. I think you know when someone's like. They're going so hard that you're like, dude, this isn't, I don't know. Like, either we get into a fist fight or like, okay, you can have one too. And like, it turned more to those. Cause like, Henzo's isn't my like gym. I was a guest there kind of deal. For so sure. when I tapped him, I, I can't confirm if he tapped me or not. You'd have to ask him, I guess. Bro, I, and I, even I, that, Henzo Gracie's not giving out black belts. He's He'll probably know. Because that guy will, if he taps you out, he will never let you down. That's one thing about Ali is yeah. he'll for that. He tapped you. So, yeah, I'll, but no. I'll, I'll get him next time I get him show. I'm like, Ali, did you ever tap me? And he'll, yeah, he'll know. He'll be like, yes, like, yes, Dennis, with this move, if he did. Yeah. 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 But no, man, honestly, I I, I think he's a great, great, great guy. So strong. Really, yeah. Yeah, he's. Uh, He's a one of a kind, and there's a reason why. But the thing about dominance MMA is like, yeah, it's ran by Ali, but there's so many people that you don't know about that help that management run smoothly. That's the thing is like, just like there's who? a lot. Huh? Do I know any of them? I'm talking like people that are setting up interviews, that people are doing the the medical, like do, uh, setting up things. People that are like working with Ali, the, like as, assistants that work for him. You yeah. know, people like. Uh, like for example, Dan Ige, who's fighting. Um, oh, love Dan. We've you know, had, like we've his, had Dan on the show. His mom helps out and things like that, and and like they just work. They they're like you know they help this whole team, you know, run smoothly. So Ali's taking care. Of, so then if Ali's doing good, then he's obviously there for the fighters. So there's people like behind the scenes that would probably never get recognized, but are freaking really really help to help uh, dominance MMA and and. Uh, it's 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 an army and it's good luck trying to 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 defeat them because they've got a they've got people they've got people working that are genuinely um that love all the fighters and love the team and and when you're and when you're when when it's like that it's it's very very tough to beat so and even dan ige's mom works for dominance mma yeah uh, I, I, she's back in 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 vegas helps out and stuff a little bit and and uh yeah she's 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 a very, very nice lady. She's really have cool. Have I talked to her? I'm uh, sure you have. Like, she's what's around her name the, again? Paulette. Paulette? Yeah, she's, I mean, she's around the around the, the fighters and stuff, so it's like, that's yeah. nice. She's like, she like helps out if you need help with something. Like, yeah. You know, she'll like, okay, you don't have it, I'll go run it to you so you're not late to training or this the or best. that. And the even best. the same way there's beef amongst fighters. And some fighters get different reputations and whatnot. I could see why there's beef amongst managers and whatnot and shit like that. But when you're the number one manager in the world, of course, obviously somebody, yeah. obviously people are going to hate you. Yeah. If you don't have yeah. haters, you're not doing a good job. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Aaron, so. Aaron, obviously you're a fan of sport, right? Of course, of course. Like UFC, what, 251's coming up, right, Stan? Yep. Can yeah. we get your picks? Um, I, I think Kamaru is going to win. I, I believe he's going to win. I love Gilbert Burns. I've rolled with him. And they're, both, they're both the same management, so that's not that has nothing to do with who you think is going to win. Yeah, I think Kamaru, I think Kamaru will win. Um, and then who else is fighting on that card? Sorry. Stan, give him, Stan, give him the matchup. So we'll start from the top. Yeah, you just got, got the main event, and then we got your weight class, Volkanovski versus Holloway. Oh, that's a tough one. I was just watching that fight. Honestly, I think Volkanovski will win the fight, the rematch. I think, I think him and his coaches, or uh, and I think Max too. But I think Volkanovski is gonna figure out what he needs to do. I think he's gonna improve since the last fight. So I think I'm taking Volkanovski. Same. And then the third, and then the other one is could be your weight class, right? You can make 35 one day, right? Or no, never. They can't make 35. No, absolutely not. So, I mean, have I'm you thought off. about 55? Huh? Have you ever thought about 55? Uh, not not right now. I did my first fight at no, 55. No, not, not. Hang on. I remember when I fought at 45, I was like, one day yeah. I'm going to fight at 55 again because. No, I make 145 really, really easy. Like, really, really easy. Like, my, I work with a really good nutritionist and. Follow his plan, and I really, really make I make it really easy. So I'm, for me, I'm good. it was like one sixty was like the like for me to feel like okay. One sixty was like the fucking plane, and I had to fucking legit kill myself. Like, what do we yeah. think? What do we think Aldo walks at? Um, I, I don't know. To be honest with you, maybe like I think he probably walks. He walks. He's pretty big. He's but, but that's probably similar to Pico, dude. Yeah. Sick. I mean, honestly, can I tell you, can I make 135? Yeah, I probably could. But could you is perform it, awesome? Yeah, well, yeah, but could I perform? No. And like, fighting is like my life. Yeah, but am I willing to put my my life at risk based on a weight cut? No, nah, absolutely not. That's not something that I'm like not trying to look forward to or like have to like drastically, drastically change my life. I, I eat good. I train well. I'm. I feel good at 145. And I would not go down to 135 for what, you know, unless I was getting paid $30 million. Yeah, for sure. Then yeah, the money talks, but, that, but nah, I'm not trying to. Now you've seen in wrestling and this might even be why Aldo is going down. Like Aldo cannot beat Max Holloway. Yeah. So sure. like he's trying to figure it out. Like, Hey, he's yeah. got a shot down here or like, yeah. If push comes to shove, like let's say there's a guy, he just has your number. You lost him twice. Like, fuck, I just, I don't know. Every time I look at it, I just don't know. Like, is that real for you to be like, in wrestling, we used to call it ducking somebody. Yeah, nah, nah, I, I feel good. I feel good at 45. I'm going to make it work no matter what. I make it, yeah, make it I work. like it. And, uh. Well, so I, be healthier. You've never had to duck anybody your whole life, though. You've <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to fight the toughest guys in the world, but that's why that's why I sign up and do what I do because I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out. We'll figure like it out. It. I fucking love that about you, dude. So Aaron Pico, Jan Aldo, where you, where would you put your money? I'd put my money on Jan for yeah. sure. I think that's that's for, where we're going as well. Yeah, I love that. Jose, oh, I, got Jose. Jan. I got Jan. Yeah, but Peter Jan is uh he's he's uh. 
he's hungry, man. He's ready to go. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a good card. So yeah, I'm gonna go with um, Usman, um, Volkanovski, and Jan. What about Andrade versus Nami Yunus? All three um, guys he's picked so far have a very very strong wrestling background. Yeah, we, um, we, versus their opponents. Right now, I think right now Aaron's I, thinking, who's the better wrestler? Who's the better wrestler? Nah, Andrade or Nami I think, I think um, Thug Rose will win. I just. I think Trevor Whitman and them are probably really coming up with, you know, trying to figure out what they need to do. Um, well, she was I didn't in the it. first fight until she got spiked on her head. Yeah, so I, I think, I think they're gonna, I think she'll she'll rebound from that. Thug Rose, yeah. I agree. Now the thing is, at that loss, she was like, I don't even know if I want to fight anymore. I'm thinking about retiring. Yeah, is but that dwindling I, somewhere I, in there. Because when you start thinking about retiring. But you think some? You think after losses? I mean, you think some weird shit. So oh my can't. God. After my very first loss, I was like, "I'm done with this shit. I'm oh, retired. Sure. This is fucking but, bullshit." But for sure. But then it's when you wake up the next morning and say, "Man, do I still want to do this?" And your answer is absolutely fuck yes. I want to do yeah. it. Then. Yeah. Yeah. But but wake up the next morning and you're like, "I don't want to do this ever again." Then I think it should be. You know what? Yeah. Okay, you tired. But all after all, up, losses, we don't know that answer. Yeah, <laughs> after all my losses, I always ask myself, "Would I do it again?" And the answer is always, "Fuck yeah, I will." So, yeah. I, 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 I'm good. But until my answers, and you know, until like I said, that that uh, candle inside me is, stops burning, and I don't feel that same anymore. Is the day I'll say, "Okay, time time to go." But yeah. so last fight, but I last fight on the main card: Amanda Rebos, Paige Van Zandt. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I know Paige Van Zandt, but I don't know the other girls, so I can't. Yeah, but fill him in. Reboss is I, tough. She's the one who beat Mackenzie Dern. Okay, okay, I'll probably go with her. Yeah, I think she, I think I think I'll go with her for sure. And Paige, yeah, give him more insight. Well, even Paige's whole thing is Paige is fighting out a contract because she wants her worth. You know, yeah, for and, sure, for sure. And she's been shoot firing subliminal shots, wearing Paramount shirts and Bellator shirts and shit on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Since you can't shit in the hand that feeds you. <laughs> so the UFC is not giving her anybody easy. Well, and her husband is in Bellator, and apparently she said she makes more money posting on Instagram than she does fighting for the UFC because she's still she's had injuries and shit. She said she's on her deal from her first deal after the Ultimate Fighter, or not the Ultimate Fighter, her her second deal basically. So she's been on a six fight or eight fight deal since she was twenty two. How is she now? 26. Yeah, but, I don't know. But she's a way bigger star now than she was when she was 22. Well, they put her on fighting or dancing with the stars. That's almost their own fault. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know the... Did they put her on or her management got her on? There's a um, question. That's fighting. I mean, yeah, then you fight. But if you make more money doing that, then why don't you just do that? You know, like damn, this is what I'm talking about. Remember, I was like, hey, yo, UFC. I was, sp- I was speaking to Lorenzo Fertitta. Like, you guys should have me on. Uh, uh, was it Jimmy Fallon? Ellen. No, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Fallon show. He's from my town. Two weeks later. Ronda Rousey's on a show. And then I was like, yo, you guys should have me on Dancing Star. Like, I'm Latino here. I can dance pretty good. Paige Van Zandt's on their show. I'm like, what? The- Are they taking all my ideas and just, like, putting, like, someone that they think they could do better than me? 
Yeah. Like, Aaron, you can fucking dance. I've seen you at the fucking Toro and the fucking, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm saying Latino heat, dude. Latino I heat. I got to take some dance lessons. I'm not very good, but I still dance. Like, I don't give, I don't You care. look amazing after you knock somebody out and you do your fucking little. I, uh, I don't even know. Honestly, I get embarrassed talking about it, but. What but, do you uh, mean? That's your bread and butter. Yeah, that's, I guess that's my thing now, you know, like when I do it, I do it naturally. So it's not like I'm like, oh, I need to do it. It's just like my thing now. So yeah, that's like, but yeah, but back to dancing. Yeah. If I was done dancing with the stars, I would definitely need some work. If I won that thing, it would be. Well, that's what it is. You work with a professional fucking dancer and you do that every day for six weeks. You're going to be nasty. Oh, for sure. Oh, and yo, you hear about the stories of like the. The like uh, celebrities banging the, the professional dancers because they're fucking smoking hot. He's got a girlfriend, Dennis. <laughs> well, I'm not saying him. I'm just, I'm just talking about. Hey, you got a girlfriend too. I'm not talking about me either. Okay. Whatever, <laughs> dude. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm talking. What's it? What's the show called? Dance with the Stars. Gossip. That's all. Um, <laughs> So that's what Sorry. this show is going to turn into is Dancing with the Stars Gossip. I like it. Oh, man, I'll fuck I you. said I liked it. I liked it. But yeah. Aaron, Aaron yeah. Pico. How piece of shit is fucking Stan? <laughs> I was about to be like, Aaron Pico, you're the man. Thank you for the time. We're sorry if we keep you so long. This is what always happens to us. No, it's all good, brother. It's all good. I'm you all good. I'm, Aaron, I'm I know you did. Done, so I'm good. Aaron, I cannot wait till me and you are just horseback riding into the sun- sunset. Just, I'm just down. Yeah, like, horses, and I'll. Do you like? Horses? I'll bring the hay. I'll buy hay and ice. <laughs> hay for the horses, ice for the beers. Hey, I'll bring the beers too. Are you talking to my language? We're <laughs> sponsored by uh, uh, Great South Bay Brewery. I'll bring the beers. <laughs> And then as you guys are riding horseback, Menace is like, do you like guacamole? <laughs> what? It's a line from Step Brothers when they become best friends. Uh, like, do you like guacamole? Yeah. Yeah. Let's tell your lady we're going to build fucking bunk beds in the spare bedroom. Yeah. We're going to make things happen <laughs> here. Fun, man. It'll be fun. Yeah, just... um, Aaron, I'm going to DM you. We're going to link some shit up. No worries, brother. Thank you. All right. Well, something. Thank you for the time, Aaron. You're the man. Thank you. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Take it easy, brother. Kid's a complete legend. Yeah, he's a fucking stud. I knew it was going to go exactly that way. I just knew too much about the man. Yeah, he. I knew he was... Even uh, though it was hard, it was tight getting them on. Yeah, I don't get that. We'll we'll figure out those niches, but... Did we have one more person? We had your boy Frank Hickman. But the he, window pass? Well, he wrote, you sold me out for Pico. Then he wrote, oh, come on, Dennis. And he wrote, hey, can we do tomorrow morning instead? Would be better. What time tomorrow morning? I work. Well, no, that would be nighttime for us. But I wrote to him, we were waiting for you to jump on. We were stalling hard. But no, we could, if you want. Is there any chance we could just try and get him on for one second? Send him the link? I sent him the link. He didn't click it. He He said, like I, he said he had to work out with. Who is it? Someone who's fighting next weekend. We didn't go over the whole card, but he has to work out with. Well, the thing is, though, he's a huge wrestling fan. He's like, 
you sold me out for Aaron Pico. Like he's like almost honored to be like, ah, you think me and Aaron Pico are the same level. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, well, we should definitely add him in at the same time. He would have probably had a ton of insight on wrestling. I told him jump in. I sent him the link and then he didn't get back to me until he sent me. Uh, Can we do tomorrow? Uh, right. I was okay. like, dude, just jump in. But we'll play it by year. Worst case, we'll shoot for next week or if tomorrow night. Or we're, maybe, yeah, maybe, I mean, or maybe Thursday, whatever. We'll, even if tomorrow or Thursday, maybe we could do like 20 minutes, half hour with him or whatever. Yeah, because like I said, he, I think he has great insight. He can definitely get us some of his other guys. And he, you know, he's going to be, I'm pretty sure. Wow, me and Frank just reminiscing, really. Well, I thought, you, I thought you knew George. Well, so so me and George, but Frank would come up for wrestling camps. Okay. So me and Frank were on the same. So George was a freshman in college. I was a senior in high school. Oh, all I right. Went Blue, I went to Bloomsburg University like uh, competition camp. I showed up by myself. So when you come to competition camp, you come like with your whole team. I just show up by myself. So I was on a team orphan so it was me my younger brother jay frank and we have a couple other guys we ended up winning the whole fucking thing i think really team orphan all right i like that yeah but yeah i think he I, like i told you i could tell his personality i think he has some great stories and shit oh frank so so george there's another level to george in terms of like his personality yeah Frank is George's next personality, like times two, like regular. Yeah, and we just got to get Frank on, build some more bridges, and then we could even get the Hickman brothers together and make them fight. Oh, with each I other. would love them. They fight each other. You know what I mean. I do want to know exactly how that goes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or there might be this like, Ah, we're all over right now where we don't compete against each other. And then you'd be like, George, are there ever times when you got to tell Frank to shut the fuck up and like put him in his place? You know, he has some questions like that. Yeah, but then there's, there's probably like a respect quality that kicks in. I know, I'm joking. Or the, or, Oh, if you don't think I'm going to try and push for that, you're out of your mind. Or we'd unearth like some serious shit. Like, I'll fuck you up right now. <laughs> like, I've been waiting for you to bark at me. Put up the deed to the Pokeball spot. Winner takes well, all. Well, because the thing is, is, George actually has, like, professional MMA fights. He's got, like, four. He's a fucking stud. He's fought some really I good don't guys. think Frank has ever fought. George, ever. George was George was on the cusp of, like, UFC at, at a point. Yeah. Yeah. He went to to uh, Tiger Muay Thai to make the team just for a better training kind of thing. Yeah. Just to for a little training camp and then come back. And then it just merged into the position he's in now. Yeah. yeah. Bro, he's I fucking... I get Brian Stan on to talk about that more. What, Tiger Mutai? No, like, Brian Stan, I I remember Brian Stan was calling fights. He called me up. Like, hey, I'm calling your fight tomorrow. I just want to get some insight on you. You know, I told him some shit. And then we got we got talking about George. And, uh... Oh, because he knows him. He, well, George and Brian Stan were training at the same spot in... Georgia. Oh. Like, they were tight. Yeah. Like, they were boys. Like, I think Brian Stan was like, yeah, yo, go over there, get some, like, you know, Muay Thai training and come back. 
So George goes over there, tries out for the, ta- the team the same time that Alex Volkanovsky does. George wins the whole thing, makes the team, trains there for a little bit. There's no wrestling there. He's the best wrestler there, becomes a wrestling coach, and then involves to become the fucking head MMA coach. Yeah, like he's 9-3, and three, and his last fight was 2016, and he beat Matt Sales, who's now in the UFC. Yeah, so he's definitely a solid vet. Wild. Yeah, real wild. Just like this episode was real wild. You know how we do. Yeah, I do. I thought we uh we made lemonade out of some lemons. What? I, I thought I, we had. What do you mean we had? Well, just the, on. Oh no, Porus was a fucking doll. That guy's a legend. Like I told him, Holy he's a legend. Shit. And then we, but we, sal- we definitely we got we definitely got more out of we we definitely got to stay longer than we thought we were going to. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. And what crickets from Usman or? He said he had a a like. I said, uh, can you do? I said yo yo at four forty eight today. Can you do 7.30, 7.45-ish tonight? Question mark, Zoom. He said, I might not be able to, bro. I have a 6.45 dinner with some big sponsors. Oh, you got to get that money. I said, next week or text me when you're done. Well, he'll be in Abu Dhabi, I believe. But we'll see. We'll definitely play some games. So I think that might even be the move with Hickman. The time difference, they won't be in their full sleep. So maybe we'll get some people late night. Our late night? No, their late night. Our late night, Who's, like here. What's their late night? It'll be or, like it'll be like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. But what time will it be for us? This seven, six, seven. Or so not great episode. Maybe did you uh, shoot your Dana White shot, or you never shot it? I shot it because you were busy getting yelled at by your lady. No, fuck, I don't get yelled at. Right, you, you were getting yelled at. But what you, no, yeah, wait. Wasn't. Tell me if you could hear these. I don't hear anything. You don't hear it. No. All right, I gotta. <laughs> I gotta still play with him. I thought I, I rearranged. Said, hang on. I said, "Big dog, possibly your favorite Puerto Rican here." And then I didn't say my name, so he's probably like, "I don't know who this is." Fight Island's quickly approaching. If you if you're free, we'd love to have you on for ten minutes. Crickets. Cause he's probably like, I don't even like Puerto Ricans. Who the fuck is this? And I hit up his assistant and dropped her this. I know I was there for that. Lene, it's me. The menace. I don't know if you can see the fangs. Did, did she cricket you as well? Yeah. It's probably a very, probably a very busy time. Which one would you follow up with first? Lene? I got double crickets, and you want me to proceed to put my pride on the line, huh? Yeah. You just go to Lene like, hey, we definitely want to get you on, but I wanted to schedule something with Dana. You got to go through her to get to Dana. 
I mean, I got to her originally through Dana, so I don't even know if you would know. Yeah. You don't, you're just, you're just no, throwing shit. The no, why did you, why did Dana send you to her? Because he's got a ton of shit on and can't schedule shit? Yeah. She probably deleted my whole shit. Yeah, so you hit her up like, I want you to come on the show. She's like, bitch, I don't do interviews. Now when you hit her up, like, hey, we would like to get you on, but I want to get Dana on. She'd be like, oh, okay. Stan, listen, let's just keep, I need to build a fence. I'll pay you money to build a fence, and then I'll hit her up. We got to build a fence in the yard. I'm not being held hostage for my carpentry skills, but we'll figure it out. Tomorrow's another day. Home home materials for Anthony Giamita. MovementBJJ.com. Great South Bay. G Fuel. We got to shoot some shots with our sponsors. Start sending some things out to some fighters. Yeah. Who else, Stan? LB Metal Fabrication and Pastic Leon Law. But we'll figure everything out and we'll start getting some things popping. I love Great South Bay Brewery beer. I, I love Great South Bay Brewery. But we've been drinking a little too much. And that's the next thing that I'm going to shoot by Rick. I'm going to be like, Rick, are we crazy to like send six packs to some people? And he'll probably be like, nope, greatest idea you came up with. And I'll be like, oh, it was. I know. That's why I came up with it. Yeah. So this was a great episode 84. You could uh, hit him with your send-off whenever you're ready. My camera fell. I didn't realize it. Did you realize that? What? My camera went down on me. Oh, did it? I didn't even notice it. Ooh. Well, see you later.